The following opinions expressed in this program are that of Noah Waterman and do not reflect those of any other organ. Guys, guys, that that can't be right. Can, Can we try that again? The following opinions expressed in this program are that of Noah Waterman, his guests, his parents, your parents, your uncle, your auntie, your fourth grade teacher, that guy that brings his iguana to the park, the state of Mississippi, the Brian Setzer Orchestra, three babies in a trench coat, you, yes, you, and the red and blue striped polo. It's this the is the best game of all time. They're the world's most fearsome fighting team. They're heroes in a half shell and they're mean. When the evil shredder attacks, these turtle boys don't cut them no slack. Friends and folks, welcome to the Kaiju Lounge. More importantly, welcome to the best game of all time. I'm your boss, Monster Noah Waterman, and, and we got an episode of first today. First time hitting five episodes, it, which is important because I saw a stat recently saying only 20% of all podcasts make it to episode five. Think about that. We are, we are in the top 20% of all gaming podcasts by default. That's a win. That's fantastic. It's also uh, a first time with a a, a partnership, uh, which we'll go into a little uh, later in the episode. We'll have a little bit of an ad break, which is news for us. It's pretty exciting. Um, and it's our first episode with special guests. I'm so happy to have had Tro and Patrick and Louie helped me kickstart this podcast, but the, the plan was always to bring in a rotating uh, panel for the episode. And this is pretty exciting because this month, in our first special guest episode, we have the entire team, the entire team behind the Borden Barrel at B&B Tabletop on Twitch TV. But before we get into that, uh, we have one more first to acknowledge is that if it's your first time listening, let me tell you a little bit what this podcast is about. Me and a rotating panel will have a couple games to review that we will sit down and we'll discuss uh, what we liked, what we didn't like, go in depth, and then we will rank these games. We're not just ranking these games to each other. We are ranking these games to everything we have reviewed in the podcast so far. The idea is we will go ahead and give the game a rating, between 0 and 10, which we can only use that number once in perpetuity, meaning that if I've given, and I have, I've given, uh, I believe I've given Castlevania Symphony of Night a 9. I can't use that 9 again. If I think that one of our games today is a 9, too freaking bad. I can give it a 9.1. I can give it a 9.01. I can give it a 9.0000001 but I can't give it a nine ever again. That rating has been given away. No game is equal. Everything is either better or worse than a previous game. After that, we take the aggregate of our scores and see where they fall on the list. This is a list that uh, determines what truly is the best game of all time and ranks every game, not just 
in my opinion, not just in my panel's opinion, but in your opinion, but in every living creature, thing, place, noun, that is the opinion. And more importantly, that is fact at that point. So we've got a bunch of games on the list right now. At the top of the list is Super Mario World for Super Nintendo. But before that, we've got some games today. We've got some games today. Four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle beat-em-ups. TMNT, the arcade game. TMNT Turtles in Time. TMNT Hyperstone Heist. And TMNT Shredder's Revenge, the recent game released for all platforms. We're going to be comparing them to each other and comparing them to the list. And I've got... As previously mentioned, the team behind B&B Tabletop, this is Kyle McCarley, Dustin Hendrickson, Eric Reichert, Eric Sandburn, all together on one Zoom call to make this happen. A little bit of a history, me and Kyle go pretty far back. Uh, I was a roommate of his when I first moved to L.A. way back in, I want to say 2007, 2006, yeah. Uh, I lived with him for a bit, and my first foray into digital media was with him with a tiny little show called Bottoms Up. It was a drink-making show. Uh, I had come off of bartending, and I am still a little bit of a, a bar nerd, a mixology nerd, uh, but it was sort of like taking Good Eats and making a mixology version of it. It was small. It was simple. It was It was a different time. Uh, but Kyle was a part of that, a part of that project. Um, years later now, and look how much this man has grown. He is uh, the lead voice in Iron-Blooded Orphans, the Gundam show. He has done so much. I'm not a big anime fan, but I'll be honest, I can't turn on Netflix without hearing this man's voice somewhere. It's insane how good he's doing. And for him to go ahead and bring on the rest of his crew, all powerhouses in their own right. I give them their props in the episode. We'll get right into that shortly. It's pretty exciting. So I'm not going to waste time. I'm not going to waste any more time. I will say if you are a previous listener and were fans of Louis, Tro, and Patrick, I hear you. Me too. Those boys will be back. They are my ride or dies. I will probably be seeing them later today after I film this thing. But if you want more of them, I've got good news for you guys. They're going to go ahead and plug this on the podcast. Patrick and Tro have their own podcast they started back up called Replay Values, where they discuss uh, just the joy and the happiness and the good tidings that video games bring our lives. And they're doing a huge series right now to kick things off, uh, going through the various Pokemon generations, talking about those games. And this most recent episode, the one that just released, has Louie, as their special guest. So it's Patrick, Louie, and Tro all together. Hell, if I was your least favorite part of this podcast, then you're in luck. You can listen to that. And it's basically them without me. If I'm your favorite part of the podcast, then please keep listening. It's a great podcast. I want you to stay tuned. But I would also throw some love their way. Absolutely. Now we're done. I'm done vamping. I'm done getting into it. You want the meat and potatoes. You want your main course for this month. And I have got it for you guys. Kyle McCarley. Dustin Hendrickson, Eric Reichert, the Eric Sandburn, the host of The Board and Barrel at twitch.tv slash BNB Tabletop. Guys, they are here reviewing four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games on episode five of the best game of all time. Let's kick some show. 
Is that just your computer screen in the background? Yeah. Stab. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> well played. You can switch between this and the uh, Coming Out of Their Shells concert. Where where did the Coming Out of Their Shells concert happen? That was one of those things as a kid I remember hearing about long after it was too late. I went to it. My aunt and uncle took me, and I saw that thing live. Yeah, it was in like, Wichita, wasn't it? I had to... Yeah, yeah, it was in Wichita. I was too poor to go. Think I, I don't think I got to <laughs> go my great see regrets. it in person. But now I own pirated copies of the whole concert on VHS <laughs> and the Behind the Shell interview. So who's laughing now? It's a real, a right. real adult win here. Although I'm just waiting because honestly, they could reboot this at any time and I would pay a lot of money to go see it. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, just God, produce the same exact show. Change nothing. I mean, some of the tracks in Shredder's Revenge already sound like they could be from this, too. So it really <laughs> all kind of works out. Yep. <laughs> Whatever that uh, over Broadway that track that just sounds like it belongs in Sonic Adventure too, uh, just fantastic stuff. All right, guys, we're all set. We're all in. I hit record anonymously. I already got this thing rolling. So oh, let's. I yeah, I, how dare I? I know. But friends and folks, welcome to the best game of all time. The only podcast that dares to do the unthinkable, the unimaginable, nay, dare I say, the untangible task of reviewing, rating, and ranking every video game ever made i'm your boss monster noah waterman and as of right now we have 17 games on the list this list represents every game we've done so far and reflects the views of not just myself not just my panelists but all of humankind <laughs> it's a lot of pressure weighs on these shoulders and we do not take it lightly so today we're going to add four more games to the list but arguably more important we have four new panelists in attendance. That's right, our first true new guests on the show. I'm very excited about this because we have the brains, the bodies, and the butts behind one of the best board game series on Twitch, the hosts of The Board and Barrel on twitch.tv slash BNB Tabletop. First up, we have the designer and owner of Thunk Board Games, including the co-op survival game, don't Let It Die, which, if you're watching this on YouTube, we played this on Team Fun many moons ago. Had an absolute blast. May introduce Dustin, cool but crude, Hendrickson. Hey, thanks, Noah. Glad, glad to be here. Uh, it's great. Um, and yeah, you guys did wonderful coverage of Don't Let It Die. It's such a great video. It was it was such a blast, dude. I don't know what we got to talk about afterwards, but like, I, we had such a great time. So I'm glad. I'm glad I saw on the website you've got more games up there. I'm exciting all around. Next, when he's not on board and barrel or ignoring my email request for credit info, forcing me to Google him like a stalker. <laughs> yes, Eric, I'm going there. You can find him on twitch.tv slash saving throw show where he is both a player and a GM. Eric does machines Riker. Hello. Uh, I was really hoping to be a party dude because Michelangelo is my guy, but it's fine. It's a long history of <laughs> everyone else getting to be Michelangelo and me having to settle. Do you think Donatello settling? Yeah. Yes, I do. Frank, quite frankly, oh, wow. quite frankly, I do. <laughs> Shots fired. We are, we are, we are, we are getting off to a rough start he does already. All right. Well, who cares? <laughs> machines is his personality. That's what he's got. And if you guys thought that one Eric was too much, well, too freaking bad. We're getting two for the price of one. The man with the magnificent beard, 
Eric is a party dude, Sanburn. I just did that as an extra rub to the other Eric. Uh, who oh, I know. That's, that's me because we, we also share orange constantly on board and barrel. So <laughs> it is great to be here. Good. Oh, I'm so this is I'm really looking forward to this. And thank God we're playing good games and not some of the shitty ones I've done earlier because this has just been a pleasure <laughs> to be able to talk about something enjoyable. But last but not least, you might know him as the voice of 9S in Near Automata. Alb, Soren, and the Gatekeeper and Fire Emblem, Red Sun and Lego, Monkey Kid, or Simon from Infinity Train. However, I know him best as Kyle the Sound Guy, a joke that only one other person <laughs> in existence is probably going yeah. to get. Friends and folks, Kyle, the blue one, McCarthy. Ah, yes. And I'm wearing blue. That's how appropriate. You didn't even, we didn't even coordinate that bit. You yeah, just if, did it. it. No, no. If Eric was wearing Honestly, purple, I actually just wore orange. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if he emailed me his credits like I had asked, actually, this would be I'm a the only one not. Yeah, you're the only one not wearing We a are actually, we're all. Well, Noah oh, has kind Noah's of a, a purple esque yeah. suit jacket. Yeah, there. yeah, but I'm kind of I'm kind of like the ace duck of the crew. I think this is a, a separate Ooh, thing here. Deep cuts, deep cuts. <laughs> I had far too many of those action figures. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, this is just there's there's a lot here, both because the games are fun, but also, uh, and I imagine we'll get we'll get into this because I imagine this case for everybody here, we're all the same generation. Turtles just meant so much growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah like the cultural impact of this alone and the general obsessions that people our age at that time had insane. Um, But before we get into that, as mentioned, we got a great lineup today because when we woke up, we chose violence. We chose mayhem. We chose to kick some shells. That's right. We have four beat em up games on the dock today, all from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. We have TMNT, the arcade game, TMNT, Hyperstone Heist, TMNT, Turtles in Time, and the recently released TMNT, Shredder's Revenge. Now, before we jump into that, I got a little segment we like to do called Get to Know Your Panelists. Oh. I think now is probably more appropriate than ever because you guys are all new to the show. And it's perfect. Yeah, and I've always wanted to get to know Kyle McCarthy. Oh, yes, I have um, you. <laughs> I, I've, I've only ever heard you through some uh-huh, of your work. Yeah. So. That's, that's true. You guys, you guys have true, never actually never met once. in person. <laughs> no, most of the, yeah. the board and barrel is all done with green yeah. screens. So. That, on, that honestly, you guys true. do it so well. It's, <laughs> it's all. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you're right. Yeah, you can superimpose yourself over yeah. the game. <laughs> um, so, guys, uh, normally this is a segment where I'll I'll ask a question. Sometimes it's targeted to an individual, and it's just an effort for me to call them out. And sometimes it's uh, for the entire group. This question is for the entire group. Because uh, I, I alluded this earlier in the intros, but I actually want to hear from you guys. Of the four of you, who is which Ninja Turtle? Mm. Oh, do we have to lock it down? We I'm, can't I'm just say who's I, our yeah, favorite. I, We're I'm, saying... I'm, not, I'm not asking for five people to say Michelangelo. Yeah, I want I, I want, want to hear. I, I, I want I want the debate and hear who's who. Be Michelangelo. I definitely want. To, I am not the party dude. I am a Raphael. I'm a loner. I'm angry all the time. <laughs> you know, I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm, yeah, I feel very, I feel way more Raphael than I ever do. I feel like no you one are, wants you it. are, you are the, the cool, but rude guy. Yeah. So. I, ah, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Reichert is either Raph or Don. I don't know if any of us are, are true party. I think, yes. Eric, I think the um, Eric is, is our Michelangelo for sure. Only, only because I embody that that innate that that this perfect ability to annoy 
all of his brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, God, I probably am the Leo, huh? I don't know. Do you, D- Dustin? Do you feel more Leo? I think I don't know. That's true. Well, Kyle might be more of a Donnie. Now's the time for the yeah. debate, guys. Which one of you does it machines no, better? Let's Kyle's shed not blood. the Donnie. No, he's like if if Listen, he wouldn't have like wiped the as much as I would not CPU. trust a machine Kyle built. <laughs> by That's all I'm saying. Minutes. That's all I'm saying. He's not Donnie. He's come a long way in designing the sh- like he does okay, a lot on the show. True. He does a lot of design work and that's tech work true. behind the scenes on the show. That's true. You have come a long <laughs> ways in your years. Maybe you've graduated. And then Dustin, I mean Dustin, wouldn't you love to have double katanas? If anybody's gonna be wielding <laughs> double katanas at any given point, I mean it's I, gonna be I, Dustin. That's true. I like to <laughs> I feel like if you're the type of person who really loves double katanas, you probably shouldn't own double katanas, I, right? Probably. <laughs> I wanna, yeah. 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 I know we're, we're we we kinda are aiming Michelangelo towards Eric, but I feel like Dustin might be the bigger Michelangelo because he's the one who's he. I know. I see a fight. He's the first into the fray. He's always like, "Hell right? yeah, that's right." He's drunk most I, of the I time. I would do nutchucka just for the stylish aspect while I'm skating. Uh, you know, he's I the only like one that skateboards. Party. I didn't. Th- I say cowabunga way more than I probably should. You do. No. It's true. It's true. I'm just saying. Wow. If you've done it more than once in the last five years, yeah, you've probably said it way more than you should. Yeah, way more, way than, more once. than once, for sure. <laughs> I'd like to try and get Eric away from Raph, but I mean, honestly, the last time I saw you, you came into the show going, I lost a sigh. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I, I did put on a trench coat and fight a man in, in Central Park. So, yeah. That did happen. Yeah. yeah but who hasn't? <laughs> so, so. So Eric is Raph. Dustin is Dustin is Mikey. I think I might be a Mikey. Yeah. You want to give me yeah, Donnie? Then Eric's got Dino? it. Yeah, the Eric's that got it. That would make sense. Yeah. Whenever I, I can't figure out tech stuff, I ask Eric. I actually like Donnie. I don't know why everybody's shitting on him so much. Donnie's today, great. But... I would much I, rather I, be... I was I was shocked that Eric came in hey, so hot against Donnie here. I've had <laughs> it's a lot of it's baggage. It's a lot Three... of baggage on me. Hey, if it has to do with a chip or a bit, Donatello just don't Grown quit. Grown up. I want. We played Ninja Turtles all the time, and my and the annoying little neighbor kid always had to be Michelangelo, and he didn't like Michelangelo. He just knew I wanted to it, and because he was younger, oh, I didn't let bad. him play it. Oh, that means he was a raft, though. See, that's that's the problem. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't deserve either. Three out of the four turtles have been my favorites at some point in life. Leonardo is not. Who's one the missing? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Liking Leonardo is a lot like liking Cyclops. It's just like, yeah, why? He's, just, he's the boring one. <laughs> <laughs> How come nobody ever picks Splinter? <laughs> I don't know. Because nobody ever wanted to play Make Believe and Be Dad. Like, that's just <laughs> kind of, like, boring. I got in trouble a lot in school because I would run around going, hey, would you like to play Ninja Turtles? And then when the ch- children would be like, yes, I'm like, I'm Michelangelo, because obviously. Mm-hmm. And then I would make the little girls. I'm like, you're April, and now you have to kiss Michelangelo like they do on the TV shows. And then the parents uh-huh. got involved. <laughs> wow. Yeah, does that still work now? I don't know, but I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> if I go back on the scene, that might be a way I approach yeah. it. <laughs> All right, guys, so let's jump into it. We're going to go ahead and take these on, I think, one at a time to start before we start comparing them to each other. And... uh. Let's go chronologically, starting with 
TMNT, the arcade game. This was released in 89, about two years after the show initially began. It's one of the early examples of a four-player cabinet, which was not kind of big in arcades at that moment. Uh, and of course, it ended up becoming one of the highest grossing dedicated arcade games in 1990 and Konami's highest grossing arcade game ever, which wow. is kind of indicative of like how big of a craze the Turtles was at the time. Yeah, it was like best selling cabinet for like two years or something back in the day. I think. Yeah, I yeah. I think I, I brought the stats here. It was, you know, it sold over uh, 25,000 cabinets worldwide. And in 89 was making about $165 per cab per week. Oh, wow. So you got to imagine that basically funded Konami. Yeah. Long before they decided, you know, to move into Metal Gear Solid. Right. Like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like the, t the original TMNT arcade game, like, started a genre. I don't know if it was the first of the side scroller beat em ups, but it, it, it definitely launched, like, was the spiritual. It, I, th I would say, yeah, it's the yeah, one foundation. that, that, that showed people what it was because because you had like metal slug and and a yeah. few other like earlier ones but yeah this was the yeah well you, i mean one. you you had final fight before this i believe uh for sure like river city ransom yeah, streets of rage uh, whatever you know all those ones yeah well, yeah let's, yeah streets of rage might be a little later but i'm yeah. thinking about anything predating this like i mean the, the first example is off and i actually I've got a great like coffee table book called Ghost Straight. I'm gonna shout out to Bitmap Books. That's literally a historical timeline of every beat em up ever made. It's nice. absolutely beautiful. And the first one they have is like Kung Fu Master for NES oh, right. and oh, stuff. That. Yeah. I forgot about um, that one. But no, I mean I mean to the point though, this I would say if it's it's such an early example, 89, and I don't know if there was anything that was doing four-player yeah, before Yeah, it this. was a springboard I think, to the whole genre. Whether it was the first or not, it definitely yes. catapulted the genre into the mainstream. And, and and to think about the fact that, like, again, this is Konami. We're saying this is Konami's most successful arcade cabinet. This is going above, like, the Simpsons game that was also absolutely yeah. huge. I'm trying to think of, like, they were really firing on all cylinders with beat-em-ups here. they do Time Crisis? And that kind of stuff too. I or, doubt or is that, it. I don't. I think it was different. Yeah, I don't know. I doubt yeah, it. I think I think Time Crisis might be Sega directly. Like that might just be. Yeah, you know okay. Sega. I think because yeah, I mean they have a ton. System. I mean, but this is Konami. I mean, I mean, racing games. They do. They do a ton of racing games. They did everything. That. They yeah. were this. This is the beginning of what I would argue is Konami's big heyday. Time Crisis sure. was Namco. That's Namco. right. That, yes. Yes. There are a lot of these like two, three syllable development companies <laughs> that all kind of blend together at a certain point. <laughs> when you're a kid, you're just like you'd know them only by the sound effect, but not by right. the actual name. If it started with, <laughs> yeah, it was Konami. We're good. Um, so, TMNT, the arcade game. Uh, who had this nearby in their local uh, arcade? If you had a local arcade nearby, uh, yeah. Definitely. We totally have one. I don't know. We didn't yeah. go to a local arcade, but I was I was playing this for this. I remembered. I was like, oh, my friend Ricky had this for the Nintendo. I remember playing this. Yeah, my cousin yeah. had it for the Nintendo. That's that's where most of my nostalgia for this game comes from. Is from playing the NES version of the arcade game. So, so question for you guys: with the Nintendo version, does did it feel like going off of memory, right? I don't know if you guys went back and actually got into play that version as well as the arcade version, but going off of memory, did it feel like the same? Because 
look at his pictures compared then and like to those the arcade version and the NES version. It's like the color palette's not there. Obviously, graphically, it's not there. It's not the same. But as a kid, or like looking back at those memories, does it feel basically like it was? It does. I for me, it did because I remember I got to a point in the the thing where I was like, oh, I remember getting to this point in the Super yeah. Nintendo or in the Nintendo version. It feels similar. There are some things about playing through the arcade version where I was like, wow, I don't remember this at all. And then getting through it and getting to the next level and going, oh, but I remember this one. So I don't know if that's just there's gaps in my very imperfect memory or if it's because there's a lot of stuff about this franchise that we're going to talk about as we as we talk about more of these games. There's a lot of things that certain games borrow from each other and Ports of the same game from the arcade to the console don't keep everything consistent. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, and I didn't, I don't remember the the NES version of of the original, but I know that, like, as a kid, when I played this, and, and most where my nostalgia and memory of this game comes from, like, I don't even remember if I've ever, like, really passed Rocksteady, the boss of the first level, very often. Like that first level, I think, is where it's burned it really in. It. Is, I think yeah. that's where it's like, and then no everything past that when we got to. Yeah, I was surprised I remembered more than that. But then I was like, oh, that's because Ricky owned it and was good at it and would just carry me through. And I would just, <laughs> I would just fight until I ran out of lives, and then he'd get mad and get a bunch of new lives, and then I'd come back. <laughs> I mean that that's fair because let's let's talk about the gameplay of it a little bit. Um, so playing it, you know, I played both in an arcade recently and then uh, in off the Cowabunga collection mm-hmm. uh, that has that and so many other things, which is absolutely fantastic. And um, I forget how fucking bullshit uh, <laughs> everything is. can be. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it was a quarter muncher, but some of those boss shit. fights are just and it really rude. needs your, you got to have friends. You just yeah. Really yeah. Gotta have friends it's for this. definitely better with a group of four for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the only way I could get yeah, no one ever wanted to watch the Mikey spinoff project. Like we all had this wasn't like Joey from Friends. We had to have all the turtles together. I think. Yeah, I felt like I was like, oh, if I didn't have unlimited lives, if I couldn't just hit a button to gain more lives, I'd never beat this. Kyle and I and and Dustin stood off to the side and watched us finish it. But uh, we actually played through this the other weekend at an arcade, and we had unlimited tokens. But we oh, had wow. to physically pop a quarter in every life, which I was fun. I have no idea how many tokens we burned through. We I, almost... I wanted to ask. We Okay, so they gave you basically like a shot glass full of tokens. Like a little Dixie and cup, we not used... a shot glass, but three full cups. <laughs> yeah. And then we're down to the last ones like, oh no, oh no, somebody's got to go get more tokens. <laughs> and we beat the game with like the last token. So wow. it, was, it was like... It was a good experience. That may have been that may have been because we also played through Turtles in Time arcade with those. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not sure how many tokens were for which. We definitely spent a lot of tokens between the two for sure. Mm-hmm. I will say the, the so, one shot that Shredder has in that final boss fight in TMNT arcade is so bullshit because he yeah. spams it yeah. like crazy. It's. <laughs> And and he gets it. He gets it again in Turtles in Time too, which is also just he, fucking. He awful. does, but I mean, it's, he doesn't use it. He doesn't spam it the way that he does no, in the not, arcade. Not the same, yeah. Because he's got like he clones, and every one of the clones has that ability and will use it. 
regardless of how long it's been since the right. last time it was used. And there was and there was no way of figuring out which clone is the right one, right? Not like, that you just I can figure out. So I did smacking. look it up after we played, <laughs> and the the uh, the helmet won't fall off of the real oh, one. Oh, okay. So when the helmets fall off, those are the fake ones. And it says, just don't even bother with them because killing them actually doesn't do anything to the fight. You still have to finish the full. If you just finish the real Shredder, it ends the fight early. And if you kill... Who would have guessed it? There's no way to know that from playing And it seemed like if you killed enough of the clones, (laughs) then he would just clone again. Yeah, the the, the clone thing just kept happening over and over again. Yeah, so it was just a matter (laughs) of, like, kicking... Because they would pick up their helmets. And so it was a matter of, like, like, almost, like three card Monty, like watching the ball under the cup kind of thing. Like you got to know, remember, Oh, that guy pulled his helmet off. He's not, this is not the way this is not the way. (laughs) (laughs) Except at least for me, I don't know if you guys found this. They kept standing next to each other the entire time. I couldn't not hit both of them. Yeah. Uh, Did it, did anyone find that? And the, the first level is a lot of fun. Second level is a fair amount of fun, but it didn't feel like the equivalent of writing too long of a sentence and running out of paper. Like you say, it kind of got a little slower. Dustin, I see you nodding pretty heavily yeah. on that one. <laughs> yeah, it just because it, it was just like you know the first beat 'em up. Like they didn't like they had a set script and they were going with it, and it was just they only had so I don't know, many it was memory. Just very repetitive. They had two buttons to work. Yeah, with. they had two buttons and a, only so much memory, so they could only have so many enemies. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them are just different it didn't color have dashing in ninjas. the original. It? No, no, it wasn't that was dashing. the thing. It slowed so the pace why... down a lot. Yeah, yeah. the game feels yeah. really slow compared to some of the others. So let's go. What do you guys? What did you guys like most about this? What did you guys dislike most about this one? I think for me that the most of the positivity from this game comes from the nostalgia of it, and and just from the structure of side scroller beat 'em up, up four players. Uh, and and the fact that it kind of pioneered that, um, that's that's most of the positivity. There's a lot of things that I don't love about it <laughs> in retrospect because of where the genre has gone since then, I think. On that point, do you think it's something that like it's that it doesn't hold up, or do you think it was never all that great? Oh, in I the think first it was place? great when it came out. I think it's just that that okay. you know, things have the time has progressed. It maybe just doesn't doesn't withstand the test of time so much. I mean, totally it's... fair, Eric. You're saying? <laughs> I was like, it's only thirty some years old, so you know, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, am I. But that's not an excuse. There were a couple <laughs> of mechanics that I of this game that just the 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 way the cabinet was built and functions that they they included in this, which were really kind of neat. One thing that we noticed when we got to a certain there was a, there was one little like cutscene still in the middle of it. And we noticed something about it. It was interesting. And I looked up the full story about it. But um, we only had, I think, three of us active at the time. Um, And the Mm -hmm. cutscene didn't include the fourth turtle. And we noticed, oh, wait, the one that actually isn't in the game was the one not included. And uh, April kissed Michelangelo in the cutscene. Michelangelo happened to have the high score because I was the only one that didn't pop a quarter in right before the boss fight ended. Mm. Uh, And so I looked it up. And that is exactly how it functions. It basically is like like and Kyle, you were you nailed it with your guess at the place, which was uh it's a layer that has all four tor- turtles on it, and they just hide whichever ones are not in the cutscene, and then uh a color swap on the mask for uh whoever has high score at the moment. 
That makes a lot of sense. I, think I was easy, like, that's kind of cool that they have that. I mean, that was a very old school custom cinematic that they did in game. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's pretty neat. And there's a couple of those. There's there's another one where uh, it's towards the end where they drive the turtle van off the the mm-hmm. highway and they jump out of the van as it's going off, but only the turtles that are actively playing are in that shot. Huh. I, th- I feel like Simpsons did that too. I, another Konami mm. game we talked about earlier. Like, also, all those cutscenes wouldn't surprise would me. often have only the characters. Like, if you're only playing a Homer single player, like you'd only have Homer falling into the ravine or chasing after Maggie right. or whatever. So cool. So Eric, so Eric, that, you like that about it? What didn't you like? Um, I'm trying to think. So really, I mean, another interesting thing playing through it this time was really I started to see the the bullet hell kind of style of the side scroller. Like I was able to see the patterns a little bit more. And I don't know if that's just because I've, I've aged and I've learned video games or if my (laughs) tiny brain just wasn't able to recognize, Oh, there are patterns to this. Um, Everything feels much easier than I remember it being. I remember these games being just ridiculously difficult, but in the, even back in the day, I mean, maybe it was just a shortage of cash, but I was like, beating these used to feel impossible and then replaying through them i was like oh they're they're not as like scary as i once thought they used to be so mm. yeah because when you're a kid you had you know four to six quarters total for the right. day yeah. <laughs> right it was like it's like the, it's like the mental game you know you, you you do really well on who wants to be a billionaire when you're watching at home but once you're up there it becomes a whole different story <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, when the, the stick, maybe the stick's broken, you can't go left on this machine. And you're like, no, I didn't yeah. know that till I got in here. <laughs> well, yeah, that was, I mean, I had, I had, I had the reason I ended up getting the Cowbunga collection to replay this was because the barcade I had gone to had already been beer, beer soaked and, <laughs> and <laughs> sticky buttons and things that weren't responsive. It was like, I'm not going to blame this on the game as angry as and drunk as I might be getting right now. <laughs> I can't put this on them. That's not their, that's not Konami's fault. The one that we went to, the sound was broken on both cabinets. There was no sound whatsoever for either one of them. And the CRT on one of them, the monitor was just really not in the best shape, but the buttons all worked. The one thing that I that I thought was interesting that I I picked up on because I I would switch from one turtle to another mm-hmm. if if I when I ran out of lives and I was like well I got to continue anyway I'll drop a coin in yeah. Leonardo now instead or whatever the two turtles that are on the outside the button positions are not pleasant no compared to the two that are in the middle yeah I don't <laughs> yeah. remember that it's not as bad when the cabinet's out in the open but when you're crammed in with uh, other four players next to you it's almost impossible to get in there yeah right mm-hmm. and the, well and the buttons are top and bottom instead of left and right so it just doesn't like you kind of turn your hand a little bit to to get to the jump versus the attack yeah, and i like i like having the side don't they kind of like expect you to be more like an yeah. angle looking at the screen as opposed to like directly Maybe. on or like it's not yeah it's not it's an it's an early stage we talk, talk about it as one of the first it ones is. like there, yeah. there's proof to that mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> All right, other Eric, Dustin, what, do you, what about you guys? What'd you like, what you didn't like? Uh, I will say the thing that uh, I guess surprised me because it's been so long uh, since I, I played it as a kid. I don't, didn't remember any of it. But when I was playing it, I was like, oh, they've got all the like the elements. Like they've got like the you're on the hoverboard element. They've got like all of these things. I was like, I wasn't expecting those into the later ones. I didn't think that I thought it was just going to be going left to right, smacking things. I was like, oh, there's a 
there's like you know it repeats a lot of the same beats over and over again but i was like oh but there's like a handful of beats that's really surprising and then they give all the ninjas weapons that are all bullshit (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's there's a lot of bullshit in this for sure um the beast thing was it was it's an interesting thought because i was noticing this too more so than like the later turtles game we played i'm going to discount shredder's revenge it's much more modern but like even other beat-em-ups where the goal is kind of just to get to the end of the level this the story beats in the game by virtue of actually having them is interesting right it starts with april being captured but the end game isn't saving april is you don't just keep going through each level to save april yeah this felt like the most it felt like a really complete interesting story like it felt like oh this could be like an episode or two of the of the show right shredder gets captured splinter gets captured you freeze splint like there's like there's all these various moments Mm -hmm. in there and that's that's feels kind of advanced for something of this time right yeah and you know I, i wonder too i'm just your thought made me think of this just now based on that i wonder how much of that is just our our built in fandom of having watched the serialized TV show. Like they didn't show any of that. They, we literally just saw a picture of who we were going to go fight. We fought through 50 guys to go get to them and we did it. But the story really is in our heads because we know these characters and we know the, the quippy remarks they're going to make. And we're like, yeah, this is a scenario. I can see this. Uh, God, the, the mind's eye kind of yeah. fills in the gaps a little bit. Uh, one, one thing that I thought was interesting is for the arcade version, apparently the uh, NES instruction manual mentions it like um kind of references the opening scene with the fire and everything like a continuation of the movie yes which is an interesting side note which kind of reframes the story too yeah i think well it, it it's interesting because the uh there the nes game that was being developed at the same time as this is not the arcade port but in fact the weird just platformer unplayable impossible platformer. water level <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the one that everyone curses and hates um but but yeah but for some reason uh you know they ported the arcade one marketed it as teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 the arcade game and then yeah is a continuation of the movie which is kind of interesting because otherwise the arcade game technically isn't a continuation of the movie it happened yeah. long before the movie came out yeah that's wild. A little bit of like <laughs> weird retconning to be like, wait, the movie's hot. People love it. Let's go. <laughs> and this ties into a, um, and then, I mean, this goes into some of the later games we'll review. But to touch on that same note, the weird connections between this, the TV show, and the movies, the, the continue screens for the some of the later <laughs> games is just the 1990 poster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just pixelized. Which is funny because... <laughs> I From owned live both games as a kid and don't remember that. No, at all. I was like, oh, "That's weird." I'm like, "When did that get added in there?" They must have updated this recently in a patch. Yeah, no, that, that that's it's it's so funny to think about everything that was just so big at the time, and these these both exist in the cartoon world, but also kind of don't in a weird like Marvel Cinematic Universe versus Marvel Comic Universe kind of way. Uh, Dustin, what about you? Likes dislikes. Yeah, so uh, I really liked the, the the story cinematic part that you felt like you were playing the cartoon. And that was like the biggest thing for me is I loved the 80s cartoon and playing with the action figures. And it was just great to be able to play as a turtle on the screen and just get that experience. I really liked the, the, 
cinematics that were in between. Like, I, I just thought that was really cool for the time to be able to have that kind of uh, just dynamic ability to show all that stuff. What I didn't like was how just much of an asshole that all the foot soldiers were on some of them. Like, they would get me <laughs> locked down because I was just playing by myself some of the time. And it was just like, I can't, I can't do anything. He's just got me locked down. Like, why is this? Who, who QA'd this game? Come on now. Like, yeah, you, you can yeah, tell that, I mean, that it was designed with uh, four players, like to play that game. Sometimes the archer ones mm-hmm. also are on screen, but are actually not touchable by any playable characters mm-hmm. either. So you can't stop the, the range shooters before they fire like in future games. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's trolling at its finest, yeah. it feels like. <laughs> could you hit the range? I know in the later games you can, but I can't remember. I think I tried a bunch and I could never. Yeah, they like, were like down in the bottom back. in front. And I'm like, oh, I'll just go get that guy because he's shoot- he's killing us with these arrows. And I'm like, you can't yeah, kill him. In the later I'm games, just you running could, around like... here dying and you can't kill him. Yeah, he, he's just an obstacle. <laughs> <laughs> the worst one like of a, them Like all... a rolling boulder or Crane's head. He's just an obstacle. <laughs> The worst one of them all is that stupid one that just like holds his arm up. It's like, oh, you god, yes, yeah. It's just a war of attrition at that point. Your combo finisher will knock him out of his shield stance. I did find. So you just power through the shield. But there's like four of them just standing around, and like you go to attack one, and the other one's like, oh, he's turning. You got to do the. I always, I always try and do the the far long screen diagonal jump attack. Yeah, you, yeah, go, yeah. Up, you, you try and do it from outside their wear range and then kill mm-hmm. them before they they. they... <laughs> I I really do think I mean we've we've mentioned it a couple times, but I I I've noticed based on playing the arcade cabinets with other people versus playing emulators by myself throughout this entire franchise. These games are meant to be played with a group. You cannot solo yes. them. I mean, you can, but you will you will get frustrated and stun locked yeah. like that, <laughs> and it's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's the guys that come up behind you. I think I think mm-hmm. in all of them, they the guy the put soldiers grab. Yeah, grab. Yeah, they grab you. Yeah, I did notice but, there's like, a little bit of that kung fu movie logic where the one at a time and the rest stand around, where they won't necessarily all engage you all the time. But once the guy holds you down, it's fair game, and they come at you from all sides <laughs> yeah. and just start going down. I was like, "That's how my life drains." Is when those things happen. I think mean, Kyle, Kyle, you're absolutely right. It's like you know, it's both to its strength and to its weakness that they have to be played with a group. It's it's not as fun without, no, and it's, no. it it goes to show that the experience of how a game is played is as important as the actual mechanics of the game itself right yeah that's it it's like if you don't if you even with two people making a difference and and i think we'll go into that uh with our next game but like two two people makes a whole difference than just going by yourself Mm -hmm. but also you know if you're sad and alone going to the arcade uh by yourself then I'm sorry. <laughs> that's that's its that's its own hey. that's its own thing to investigate. <laughs> I like hanging out in the arcade. No, I get it. I'm, I'm a child of divorce. I understand. Um, all right, let's go into our next game. Uh, I see it already in the background of Eric's here. Uh, TMNT Turtles in Time. Uh, this was based off of the I think it was the second arcade game. I think yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think there was only two actual arcade cabinets. Was that and then Turtles in mm-hmm. Time. But we're talking about the one in 1991, also by Konami. 
This port saw the four heroes battling the Foot Clan throughout the past, present, and future, and is still widely considered one of the best arcade-to-console transitions out there. Furthermore, it became the best-selling game of September 1992, which is oddly specific until you realize that's the same year that Mario Kart came out. Wow. wow. Year and month. It came out wow. right next to each other, and this outsold it. Wow. It was a, it was a <laughs> big year for, for cartridges, I feel like. That was a heavy yeah, year nine- for, for getting things. There's there's kind of like a couple years in gaming history that are that are big. I think there's there's like one or two for like the PlayStation 2 where a lot of like God of War and everything else came out at once. And I think this is maybe a little slept on, but 92 is especially big year for the 16-bit era. But yeah, when you think about like where Mario Kart as a franchise is now, yeah. uh this game, I mean again, the power turtle power uh, and it's a phrase, but it you also know, is a way of life. Like mm-hmm. it came out. And if, and if uh, we hadn't had Ninja Turtles trading copyright, you know, hands every two years for the last <laughs> thirty years, maybe we could have good games like Mario Kart in this franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my turtle shell racers? I need a skateboard racing game. Oh yes! That, oh my! Holy shit! Oh, even just like a Tony Hawk style yeah. uh, Ninja Turtle just game would be amazing. Give me a series of tubes. I get to loop around. It's it's like it's like the old yeah, Sonic Hedgehog two one levels. Why haven't we gotten like an open world, like crime fighting like? game like the like the new spider-man game so do oh that but turtles <laughs> they would oh, make so, so much good. money but let's talk about ones that actually exist sure. right now Fine. So turtles in time <laughs> okay so our <laughs> fictional must. game though does rank on my on the all-time <laughs> list no, I mean, turtles in time i mean i'll say for myself this is one this is the one i truly grew up with like i've gotten to play yep. all these but i own this one i have strong memories of uh birthday parties where it was just friends trading off you know, a, a room of like 10 kids and we we're all satisfied trade trying to figure out which pairing of people will be able to beat the game while <laughs> everyone else watched. And it was just having a fucking blast with this one. How do you guys feel about Turtles in Time? I loved it. I, I don't I mean, I'm sure I've played it before. I don't I didn't I didn't it wasn't a game I played a ton of uh, growing up. Uh, I played the original one on the this Nintendo, but I never played this one. Uh, on I may have I don't remember but like playing through it for this I was like oh this is really good still like and I loved the way like like even though it's just little things like there's a lot more enemies you know when you start going through time you're like you're hitting all the the the, you're like okay you're in dinosaur times you're in pirate times you're like you're in all of the all of the times that you want to be in when you're traveling (laughs) through time as the turtles it's it's I was like this is this is so well done and like like the story is like yeah yeah, we're in. T- who cares? This is great. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. This is this is the pinnacle of like turtles for me. Like as a kid, like when I think of turtles, like this was my experience playing the SNES Turtles in Time, throwing foot soldiers at the screen. You know, just like just getting somebody else and just playing through and beating up the foot soldiers. Like this was ah, uh, this was it. Yeah, for me, like if if the original TMNT arcade was the springboard for the genre, this is like what defines the genre. TMNT Turtles in Time is just like the pin. It is. It's the pinnacle of side scroller beat 'em up. It's the, it's the right pace. It feels fast, but not not so fast that it's insurmountable. It's got the right amount of moves, mm-hmm. even though it's just like a two button game there's still a little bit more 
to it than that. Like if you get close, then it becomes a grab. And if you do the jump first and then the attack, or if you hit both buttons at the same time, it it functions a little bit differently. And I think there's just like just the right amount of combos there without it feeling overly complicated. Shredder's one shot yeah. isn't nearly as devastating because he doesn't <laughs> spam it. Uh uh, and yes. the quarter, ho- just all of the quarter hog bosses that are that are present, like they're not nearly as challenging here as they are in the original arcade game. I feel like they just they took the concept that they had and they iterated on it and perfected it with Turtles in Time. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good point. It's it's it's, it's hard, but it's not right. insurmountable, right? Like the way that the arcade yeah, game kind of yeah. feels like. It can I be. will say though that as a Super Nintendo port rather than the arcade game of Turtles in Time, I think on Super Nintendo, it is hard because you have a limited number of continues. And I think the arcade mm-hmm. game, while it'll cost you a lot of money, <laughs> there's there's no there's no end point <laughs> there. So you have a better chance of beating it, maybe? But yeah, but yeah, I was like, but will it cost you? I think it's a good point. Will it cost you sixty dollars? <laughs> what I'm assuming. This I really game doubt was it was sixty dollars at, at the time. Maybe, maybe with inflation. No, I don't think carts were sixty. No, were maybe they not sixty? No, they some were, of, really? some yeah. of them were. Yeah, they got. Yeah, like, like Kmart t- sold yeah, them for thirty nine ninety nine. Seventy five sometimes. No? Like Did yeah, the, the prices they yeah they, they used to be a lot more expensive. Then they dropped to like sixty. Like were twenty years ago. Like it was crazy. I'm just surprised because I know that I had, I had a just ton of SNES carts. That was that was my machine back in the day. Like I didn't I didn't mess with the Genesis. Same. Yeah, I didn't upgrade from my SNES until Smash Brothers came out for the 64. And I was like, all right, fine, I'll give it up. I'll upgrade <laughs> to the new one. I don't. Even, I didn't even care about Mario 64. Like I did. I was like, no, I don't care. I got I got Super Mario World. I'm an idiot. Uh, Nobody's SNES purpose. games were usually fifty dollars. <laughs> That's fifty dollars. Okay, so not not still a full more than like I now, but still like, <laughs> yeah. The uh, right. but yeah, I had the same. I had this cart growing up. This was definitely the one that stayed. Like this was the default in my machine. <laughs> I the, the screen. I I just kept it on all the time. The sound like <laughs> I, I I I would just listen to the sound test menu, and <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this. But if you go in the sound check menu and go all the way to the back end of the sounds, the staff one, which only shows up during the super bonus credits, is Pizza Power from the Coming Out of Their Shells tour. In the, nope. Yeah, <laughs> I did not know that. It's in the game. Probably not. Probably not on the arcade yeah. cabinet. I, <laughs> no, it's no, actually it's not. I think it is. So it it's is. yeah. So that's the arcade's the one that's playing behind me right now on my computer screen. So. I looked this up and I don't remember it because we didn't have the the mall arcade did not have the Turtles in Time cabinet. We only right. had the original. I actually don't know if I've seen a Turtles in Time in the wild outside of the other weekend. It's very rare. Yeah, yeah I don't see that often. But the but yeah the the um, attract mode is what they call it that just plays with the cycle through. But it actually plays Pizza Power. But it's the but it's an arcade cabinet, so that it has a full like wave chip in it and it can actually play the actual oh. song so it plays the first chorus and then goes into nice. the uh, playthrough menu after the screen but it's it's fantastic it's the pixelated like snes like chip bit sounds for the for the cartridge version which i almost love right. more because 
I mean, I had 80,000 versions of the, the cassette tape of coming out of their shells. So I didn't need I didn't need a, a, a true like digital version. I feel like I could have anticipated that coming out of their shells would have come up in this conversation as much as it has, but I didn't quite expect it. Oh, I'm ready. To. I'm ready for it. That was that was my album. I have that thing memorized. You're talking to a guy who's got a literal Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time cabinet <laughs> in his room, yeah. wearing a turtle shirt. And I could go I to right my, my shelf this. and grab all the other turtles <laughs> paraphernalia that I've got. Are we going to have a turtle? No, I, I, just, I didn't think I'm I was going to do that. I wish I still had my original my turtles. Turtles t-shirt. Was that so, another kind of turtle? What is going on we here? Got, we, got, we got too many turtles. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I... I'm, it's still meaningful, but I think in a much, much more serious tone. Uh, I, I made a joke about being a child of divorce. I, my parents divorced when I was three. The first toy I got, the toy that I literally was given to me as a, like, hey, Noah, try not to cry right now sort of thing, was Michelangelo, which started a very lifelong collection. By the time I was in high school, I had a giant recycling, one of those, like, flip-top bins just filled with the action figures. And I'm I'm... I mean, you know, I'm talking. I'm talking. Ground chuck, dirt bag, <laughs> tattoo, sergeant bananas. Like yeah, I'm going deep are. cuts with all the action figures. That's like awesome. I would not stop. I all love the different man and Joe. Eyeball, very, it was like, like shit. <laughs> exactly. This, this, playing through these have ha, has reminded me of some of the ones that I did. Like I, I think it's in Shredder's Revenge. One of the bosses. I was like, oh, I had this toy. I didn't even know he was from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's it. I think uh, there's a lot of these. We just kind of like like these characters is like maybe only showed up once or twice. I don't remember Slash being that prominent, but they seem to use him in almost every yeah. game. He's a very uh, he's a he was a very big toy. He was, he was a very he's a yeah. big toy seller, which he replaced. I, I he was say, in the arcade version of this game, which we we I only saw because I yeah, I walked right. up to Kyle playing the the cave level, and at the end of it. Mr. Mud or something comes out. Guy. Yeah, I think he boss. was in a different Cement place. Man. Yeah, I think he was is. in a different place. I think they moved him. I don't think they cut him. I think you know. I think he was an ad. The SNES added a lot of the stuff that wasn't in, and they expanded. Yeah, it. I know. I know they added the Technodrome level, yep. and obviously the uh, Shredder throwing the yeah Foot Soldier boss. That, was, yeah, because that wasn't in, there. in the arcade. Yeah, and I think that was uh, that Did was the arcade oddly have... enough a limitation thing. Yeah. Did the arcade have Togar and Razor? Uh, in a different it did, place. but they yeah. were on the pirate yeah. ship. Yeah, they, they were the pirate ship captains. Right. Okay, yeah, because because pirate Rocksteady and Bebop, they they yep. didn't have different sprites. <laughs> they actually okay, because because I was I was surprised that it was them, and I was like, oh, I like that. Young me would have been angry that it's not that, but I'm. <laughs> <laughs> As an adult, you've learned to appreciate uh, what, what was given you here. Was it? Yeah, the, the SNES um, had that mode. What do they call it? Mode seven. Which was the most yeah, graphics, which was like the right. F Zero, where it does the yeah. like side scrolling kind of stuff for the the surfing levels, parallax. Yeah, because those were yeah the parallax stuff that was added in for the oh, SNES cool. version. None of the the, the surfing levels think, like, and like the future the future one with Krang on the on the boards. That's one of yes. my favorites, which is very F Zero like. But oh, I'm I'm with you. I was gonna say, what was it Neon City mm, Nights, yeah. whatever it's called? Like, uh. Uh, give me that as like a moving desktop background. Or well, something. that would be that, fun. I think that's, that, yeah, it's very vaporwave, whole... very that synthwave. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's so cool. It's so badass. Also, like the music from this game. Like I think all the all the games have pretty good music, but like this yeah. above and beyond. Yeah. Like every every track on here is a banger. A hundred percent. 
And they brought back this um, composer to do Shredder's Revenge um, and do most of the soundtrack yes. for that. So he worked on a lot of that. And it shows because that's another oh, one yeah. that just like we'll get I'm, to that. Yeah. We'll get into that because I'm, I'm blown <laughs> away by that soundtrack. Um, so there's a lot of love for Turtles in Time. What do we not like? What what stands out as something that they didn't do well? Or are we claiming it's the perfect game? I'm trying to remember. Does anyone know if you had the 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 SNES accessory that does four the players? Tap or did whatever it work it was with called? This? The multi tap. I don't think I so. Don't, I, I don't think, think it, it was multi tap. No, I don't think it yeah. was. No, I don't game. think so. No. Um, I honestly, I mean, this was. It's pretty. I have a hard time complaining about this game. It's pretty perfect. I mean, the bonus modes that come with the specifically on the SNES cartridge. You got the time trials, which are like mm-hmm. special challenge. You have challenges, which was before really games came out with those kind of things. And honestly, the two player versus mode, which is a stupid little thing they threw in. I don't know if you guys played around it's with so this yeah. at all. Um, so, like I said, I lived with this cart, and honestly, as a kid. We set up a neighborhood tournament, a round robin tournament within the versus mode of this game. Not tournament mm-hmm. fight, not 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 TNT tournament fighters. No, no, no. That's we're not we're that's not good enough for us. That's too advanced. Yeah. We want old I did school. Have but it's, it's tournament the, fighters. It is the same controls also as you use game. during the regular gameplay, but it's just two turtles and friendly fire is on. Wow. And you can just beat the hell out of each other and then so splinter comes out at the end and and says you are the winner, declares a winner. and we yeah. had this whole neighborhood like t- round robin tournament people were coming in and you could you had, it was like and then it was like difficult because we were like oh we didn't think like who wants to play as which turtle and then you had to like flip a coin to get turtle pick and then yeah it was <laughs> i mean it's a whole thing like this is the thing also the only way to properly play this is to go into option mode first and turn on the SNES mode gives you a choice between the dash mode being auto, yes. which is where it comes on after a few seconds of holding the stick, or you can do a manual where you can actually use a button oh, to run. Oh, that would have which been nice. changes the gameplay I entirely. Didn't know that. Changes yeah. everything. And there's another weird option in the options menu, which is the art style. And Hyperstone <laughs> has the same thing. And Hyperstone has a little has another thing I want to go into when we get to that game, but. Um, it's there's two choices animation and comic and comic is the right choice even though animation is the default i'm just gonna say that <laughs> you guys you guys have all been playing it wrong because animation <laughs> keeps all the turtles the same green but comic has all the turtles a diff- slightly variation oh, on their greens that... so you can tell yeah. them apart <laughs> yep. that would be so nice yeah and it looks like the toys it's exactly the same color as the toys so you get the right you get the mm-hmm. weird poop brown Donatello. <laughs> yep. You get the really bold forest Michelangelo. <laughs> like these are like the true the neon raft. You get the true. You know what though? Because because it's SNES and it's limited to two players. I don't know how vital that is. Like yeah, it's nice to be able to tell them apart, but because it looks right. sure. Yes, that's what do you mean vital? <laughs> but, like they're correctly it's, colored. That's it's vital. really <laughs> vital with four players. Do you not care about authenticity? But with two players, like you can well, still. You can figure it out a little faster. No, I know. It's not necessarily. If only they had like bandanas or belts or something of different colors that we could tell them apart. Like, God, why didn't they do that instead? This isn't the future. No, it needs to be both. I want greens. (laughs) The human eye discerns green the most. You know, that's a that's a thing. So Uh, what's weird, though, is in in, uh, Turtles in Time, it's animation slash comic are the two options. But Hyperstone listed as anime slash comic. Which is probably a character yeah. limit, 
but it also to me is a regional like slip up like oh this is very much like turtles in time is very much was geared towards an american market and and hyperstone i feel like was not but we can go into that yeah yeah well so yeah well no because that was that was still konami so yeah yeah, it's all all japanese developer but yeah i think yeah i think uh i'm totally making this up with no scientific backing (laughs) on on my information and no source i love it let's go I think Turtles in Time for the SNES was a product of corporate success. I think that they must have teamed up with the arcade team to get the original artwork, original files. I think that they were developing this in the background during the whole time. Turtles in Time was arcade was in development and and going off. But Hyperstone, I feel like, was the exact opposite and was a corporate development hell. I think that a lot of it, it was, it was Konami's very first Sega release. I'm getting too much into Hyperstone, mm-hmm. but I think that it was a very much a, a product of, they were rushed because Hyperstone came out in December of 92, where this was August of 92 yeah. for the American release. So like, there's not a lot of time. And I think it was just because it was such a new system, new code, like, and things were not developer friendly back in the day. You had to, like they had no. to ship you physical like updates, right? <laughs> so I think that, yeah, the, that I think these two things hypothesis. are products of different. Day. I have no. If any Konami people are listening, <laughs> I would love to be backed up on this <laughs> or denied or shut down entirely. Well, that would be great. <laughs> if any Konami people are listening to this, come on, you're one of three people right now. Please <laughs> come just come show. on. I would love that. Um. I, the, my my only issue with this game because now I want to get into Hyperstone Heist next, but my only issue with this game is nothing ever makes me angrier than beating a game and having some asshole come on screen and tell me try it on a harder <laughs> difficulty. I don't need to be fucking shamed because I want to see the ending of the story. Like, don't date beat me. <laughs> that Splinter. Splinter comes out right at the end. <laughs> yep, I forgot about that. That makes me you know, so angry. That's, that's I didn't talk about this in the last game, but but the <laughs> TMT Arcade has a super dark ending. It does. <laughs> it's like the world sleep like sleep like sleep carefully with one eye yeah. open because you never know when the shredder will come and get you. Shredder's still out yeah. there. <laughs> and Dustin found a typo this morning. Yeah, Dementian yeah, they... X spelled Dimension X wrong. <laughs> In the I was like, what? How did that get by? But... That's amazing. Um, I want to go back to the, the comic versus uh, animation color style. For the longest time growing up with it, I didn't use the comic, not because I thought I just liked the cartoon version better, but because I thought that meant they all had red bandanas, <laughs> like the <Yeah>. original. <laughs> I was Turtles hoping... Comic. When I was on Hyperstone, I could do a black and white with red bandana mode. <laughs> but they weren't that advanced. That'd be great. So they wasn't that advanced. No, it's black not and yet. white, let's, and let's... they're incredibly violent. If it came out today, yeah, I'd have yeah. to pay two ninety nine to get that mode. Friends and folks, we'll be right back to your regularly scheduled episode of The Best Game of All Time. But while we are talking about first, and first seems to be a big theme for this episode, the first season of Paramount Plus series Halo based on the game franchise, is now available on DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K UHD. With every episode from Season 1 and over five hours of special features, see Master Chief, Cortana, and the other Spartans of Silver Team take on humanity's greatest threat, the Covenant. And as a gift from them through me to you, we are giving away four copies of this first season. That's right. All you got to do to win one 
is at me on the social platform of your choice with the hashtag BGOAT and tell me which Halo game is the best of all time and why. I'll reach out and DM my four favorite responses to figure out where to send your copy. So once again, social platform of your choice, at me, Boss Monster Kaiju, or Twitter and Hive at Boss Monster Kaiju. Hashtag B-G-O-A-T, the first letters of best game of all time. And tell me which Halo game you think is the best of all time and why. Get your DVD, Blu-ray, or 4K UHD copy of Halo today from Paramount Home Entertainment. Let's get into Hyperstone Heist. Uh, the first, Konami's first foray into the Sega Genesis uh, used many of the assets of both the arcade game and Turtles in Time, but was also kind of unique in its own way with some of its own levels, its own bosses. It's also equally beloved uh, and I think is often considered one of the best Sega huh. games of all time. The first two levels of this were fun for me. And then I met Tatsu. <laughs> and Tatsu can just go straight him, yeah. to fucking hell. He was he was difficult. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a bullshit. Fight. I I didn't actually, I ended up watching a let's play of the ending of this game because I was just like no, I was just too angry, tired of redoing the fucking gauntlet level over and over again, uh, and just I just threw up my hands like nope, I'll th- I I got I got my opinion of this game. Right. I am fine. I don't hate it, but uh, I hate him, and that's what counts. How do you guys feel about uh, Hyperstone Heist? Yeah, so I actually, I, I never played this growing up. I didn't even know it existed. Like, I'd, I'd heard of it. Like, I'd heard the name, like, here recently. But I just actually played it for the first time uh, not too long ago. And I actually loved it. Mm. Like, I thought it was just going to be another uh, port, like the SNES version was of the the arcade and like it blew my mind with how good the graphics were compared to the SNES port. Like it was like I was like doing looking at like double the resolution pixel art. Like it was crazy, <laughs> and the gameplay felt so much tighter and it felt faster. Wow! And I don't know. I felt like the enemies enemies were smarter. They were more aggressive. Like they just felt a lot smarter to me. Like I had a lot more. Like, uh, I had a, a lot harder time fighting them off or, like, predicting patterns. And then I, I really dug the gauntlet level when that popped up. I was not expecting that. Like, I got through one of the bosses <laughs> and another one popped up. And I'm like, what is going on here? And then another one, I'm like, we're, we're just doing the thing again. And, like, it just, it kept me on my toes. I liked the story changes that, that, they, that they made. It wasn't the same thing from the TMNT arcade where they were just stealing the the uh the statue it was some extra they stuff love that on statue there. Of yeah what is what is with, why is shredder hate the statue of liberty so much i wrote that in my notes i was like he's he's like obsessed with the statue of liberty honestly my guess anti-semitic i don't know uh, well, a beacon of hope for a lot of people coming over here like you got to keep in mind shredder's an immigrant i mean he was not treated well in this country <laughs> the liberty was a symbol of you know american pride and yeah i will say like you know. it's it says a message that, shredder the good guy <laughs> yeah he's just trying know, to he's just trying to make a stance a protest against american capitalism ron DeSantis sends him to martha's vineyard I, uh, I, how do you think he ended up in new york where did he go? god 
right. He was supposed to terrorize Tampa, but he sent for New York instead. I uh, I completely disagree with Dustin on this one. I think this game is slower. I think it's clunkier. I I feel like it's an inferior derivative of Turtles in Time, and it doesn't even get points for coming first because it came second. I I think Turtles in Time is a better game. Just top to bottom i i kind of i side slightly more with kyle uh not fully but like i did like jump because i played these like one after another a day apart like i'd play one and the next day play another and i was like oh this is the same game. and i was like i i'm i'm worse at it than i was with the last one and i'm dying a lot more and my yeah. fingers hurt a lot <laughs> it was harder it was more difficult the enemies were smarter I did like, not. I, it's just it yeah, felt like I'm a bad better designed game in terms of gameplay. Like it was, I feel like that's why it took longer to make because they were making an entirely different game with the assets they had, and they were adding all these new game mechanics, like like enemy wise and intelligence wise. And I didn't feel like the enemies were like smarter, the... but maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Really? I don't know. Uh, they were flanking me and like predicting me. It was crazy. I think Dustin, I think both of you kind of, it's really funny how both of you kind of nailed on, on certain aspects of this, but like, I think Dustin, Dustin, you said something there about being a, almost a new game and working on the start. And I think that comes into the fact that it's a brand new, it was their first time on the Genesis code. And I think that to a certain extent, I think that that's why initially when I, my first playthrough of this, it was just, I was angry I was angry that they even dared to like step into the domain of turtles in time. Like Kyle had, I had that same visceral reaction that Kyle did. Like, what are they doing to my childhood? Like, this is, this is last Jedi all over again. (laughs) 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 No, uh, I actually like that movie, (laughs) but no, then I, I looked into it more and I thought about it more in kind of the same framework as Dustin. I think that from, my experience working in technical companies now and how the development framework goes and, and the, the cycle and the, and these kind of behind the scenes stories going back to my, my random theory about uh, corporate developmental processes. I think that this is, this was a port that they thought would be easy. The code messed them up and they had to basically, cause there's some things that are so directly ripped from like half the cutscenes are there. And then it's like, well, where's the rest of like why is the liberty not there this time? And it's like, oh, maybe maybe something happened. Like they just couldn't get those art assets finished in time. They couldn't get things converted to the Genesis code to work the right way. And things didn't convert code over, so they were basically recoding the game from scratch, trying to emulate Turtles in time. But one of the things that they the music in the game is actually the same soundtrack as Turtles in Time but just sped up slightly. So you caught yeah. that. And people have noted that the AI is supposed to be more aggressive and that the enemies move faster, hmm. like Dustin said. So there's a lot of that yeah. going back and forth. But I, I would also say that I agree with you, Dustin, that like I do think general game feel, like control of the turtles does feel a little sharper for mm-hmm. me. Uh, I think the general like, moving around, I think it felt a little more responsive. I also think the levels themselves were longer. Mm-hmm. I think there was more... Let there, there was more environmental hazards and variety of that. The levels are was definitely longer. I still I feel think because like, is... there's like there's like three yeah. stages to each <laughs> yeah. level rather than you run to the end and then you fight the boss like the formula that's established in the right. others. Mm-hmm. This one has like three chapters to each level or something like that. Yeah, 
yeah, no, I, I think as far as uh, the playground they give you to play with, I think there's there's more to it. I still Kyle side with you in that I think Turtles in Time in general is the better overall game. But I think there is a, there is a number of things that this game does do better mm. here. Yeah, not everything. I, uh, yeah, I think some I think, of my frustration was like in knowing that I was like, oh, this is a port. And I was like, oh, it's not exactly. And it felt like not that Turtles in Time made perfect sense start to finish story wise. But I'm like, <laughs> why am I? Why am I? Th- why am I here fighting this? Like, why? Why are we fighting alien? With Turtles in Time, I was like, I kind of understand like the progression of like where everything is, but it's a little less, at least in the beginning of Hyperstone Heist. I'm- that that's fair i i live in new york and i don't know where there is a ghost <laughs> ship off the, uh, the, the bay of the city here or a giant japanese castle like i'm not sure where that is i go to flushing regularly that's where i would expect it it's not there <laughs> i think so i think I'm it might be sure. down in jersey they might have gone to jersey for that that no one counts jersey <laughs> the turtles live in the sewer they would never get caught dead in new jersey come on now i do think this is more this one felt the most solo soloable to me. And I think a lot of that has to do with I think I think it is it it, it is less of a direct arcade port and more built for a console. I think that that's where it came down from where this was something that they didn't have the they didn't just completely rip it. They had to kind of reinvent it. And I think it is more designed for playing at home on the couch versus the co- the copy of the quarter suckers. Mm. If you're, if you're gonna beat it, your beat it yourself. Yeah, yeah I think absolutely. Uh, Kyle and Dustin, uh, let's let's play this game real fast. Kyle, I want you to say one thing you liked about the game. Dustin, tell me one thing you hate about the game. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, wow. it's, I mean, the things that I like about it are things that I like about the rest of the franchise. You know, like it, it's tough for me to pinpoint something that I think this game does better. I don't know. <laughs> Dustin, you go first. So I did not enjoy that I had to use a button for dashing. I was too ingrained with my double taps for my dashes. And so it was just awkward trying to dash, jump, kick with just the button. That's probably my biggest complaint. Um, And I will say, Dustin touched on it earlier. I like the idea behind the gauntlet level the the boss the boss gauntlet is is a cool concept i don't know if i love the way that they implemented it or maybe i was just frustrated because i had been dying repeatedly but you had to fight tatsu again because tatsu tatsu's a fucking prick uh the one time i beat him then i have to fight baxter stockman and died and i was like fuck this (laughs) did anybody figure out that you can reflect his uh i did but i i couldn't yeah yeah, i couldn't strategically do it like i could only do it by accident (laughs) i've been trying to i was trying over this the course of replaying these through through all the games a little bit of an experiment of like trying to use the foot soldiers that come out the ads on the boss battles i'm like me are they just here to cause me issues or or is there something i can do with them so i've been trying to do more like tossing them across the level and trying to do stuff like that like like what can i do like where's my where's my my frame of invulnerability so i can you know throw a foot soldier during a boss attack right. so i can i actually die. think you could reflect we said eric was the donatello yeah. right yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 I want to make sure that's where we mm, landed I think, on that. Yeah. Okay, good. I, uh, I think you could actually reflect the... Uh, I mean, Bruce I think King? you could actually reflect the ninja stars that the foot soldiers threw in Turtles in Time as well. Mm-hmm. I tried forever. Maybe yeah. only with Leo, but... Maybe. I don't know. I could not do it on some of them. I was having trouble I never, reflecting I stuff. I never got the chance I, to like. Do I started it on running purpose, around, so. just getting smacked in the face, trying to see what I could do to break it and what things I didn't yeah. know before. <laughs> I couldn't do it consistently until Shredder's Revenge. My yeah, yeah. my favorite foot soldier ran- rando is probably the yellow one with the weird green spiky frisbee. That you get, son you of a bitch! Yeah, 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 yeah. I d- I, I hate that. Character. I think it was <laughs> the awful. ultimate frisbee motherfucker on the on the damn <laughs> the the pirate ship. I got uh, stun locked between two of them that came out and they just started th- they started throwing like once you got hit by one, I was like, ah, oh, crap! Insane. I get knocked down, and as soon as I get up, the other one hits me. Yep, and it was just back and forth. Game over. Like, ah. In in theory, what is that supposed to be? Because everyone has an actual weapon. Yeah, what the hell uh, is that thing? The fuck, is, is that just a tiny turtle turtle shell with spikes around it? Like, what is that? I, I think, it, yeah, I don't know. It's like, is it? I always think I'm like, is it electric? It's like, like, like what is it? Koopa shell, like boomerang. Yeah. The fuck is that thing? Is there? It's the gotta be not some like a discernible sort of... weapon martial art weaponry that had I would have has like so? a, an orb with spikes on it almost I don't know I don't know but it, I mean Maybe. nothing that I know that boomerangs and frisbees around <laughs> <laughs> it seems to like hang in the air way yeah. longer than it's supposed to yeah the wind yeah. is oh they were throwing it against the wind that's why it goes up spins and yeah, it comes they back throw it to against them. the wind both yeah. directions They're tricks. They're... <laughs> you didn't see that the the pirate ship was constantly spinning in a circle while yeah, you're yeah, it was going fast, quite yeah. fast. Yeah. Coriolis <laughs> what kind of, effect. What kind of pirate worth worth anything doesn't doesn't tighten those boards? How, how come I got honestly? Step on it all is those a hazard. There's is there not a bosun anywhere in sight? Like what that is a hazard, sir. <laughs> uh, here's I bring bring up the pirate level, and I think going back to you know compared to Hyperson Heist, where's Bebop? We only get Rocksteady as a villain in Hyperson Heist, right? I don't know. <laughs> memory issues. Like, I always just equate all that's like they didn't have the memory to do it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just that's feel like the only game that Tatsu shows up in out of all of them, which out of a game, that's the only like original like sprite that they, they kind of added into the game, which is interesting too. like, why that yeah. one? <laughs> why that? Why the least memorable character from the movies when the other one had token right. Razzar? I don't know. Huh? That's weird. But yeah, you think you think of Bebop and Rocksteady as just like attached at the hip, and I remember I remember just just fighting Rocksteady and then a differently colored Rocksteady, yeah. and feeling very yeah, disappointed and that, and that no fight love for in, Bebop in uh, TMNT or in a uh, in Turtles in Time. You fight both of them together, yeah, <laughs> and separately, <laughs> and separately, yeah, and separately, yeah. Weird. Oh no! Sorry, no, that's, that's the first. No, one. Not, no, no, no. Only one. in the that's arcade. The only in the arcade. Right. Not, not, in not in the time. SNES version. Yeah, they they're. We have to assume that they were sent in time uh, ahead of time, I think, before everything else. Or have just been stuck there because they yeah, fucked around I, with something. I was curious about that because, like, in at least in Turtles in Time, he's like, I'm going to get rid of these turtles and send them back in time. And then there's all these ninjas. I was like, are those the, like, test ones or did they screw <laughs> he up? He sent them back in time to like, punish like, them. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, see, I always took it as – because uh, – 
this is going back to Turtles in Time, but kind of like how I talked about in the arcade, like I only ever remember the first level because I didn't really, I barely ever passed it and then maybe probably never got to the second boss. But in Turtles in Time, I had that cartridge from the time that I couldn't beat Baxter in the first level to the time that I finally like progressed. And I remember like going through the game, like growing up with it and finally being able to beat Super Shredder being like, this is, I've achieved everything in life. I like, I, I can right. die happy now. Right. Never graduated high school, but you could always have Turtles yeah. in Time. To work but I didn't know. I, I was one of those people that did not read the manual, did not know how to, I did not know how to initiate the throw move to get past the Technodrome level. So for years, oh, years, I would play the game until I got to that level and just, it would happen randomly. I would accidentally <laughs> throw foot soldiers but I would spend hours just mindlessly <laughs> grinding and killing foot soldiers, trying to survive long enough to get to the first <laughs> level in time. You're saying you're saying you you had this for years, stuck at this thing for so long. And I loved it. It was my favorite <laughs> and game. You didn't read the manual once. No, I, I don't remember. I, I got to defend my like for my manuals for. Video by the time I, yeah. I probably are, are you all fucking monsters? I probably had pizza and soda all over it by the time yeah. it, it would have if, been ready to if read I it. Was, if I was brought to a Toys R Us and got to buy a game, that box was open before I got in the car. Like, I, I couldn't play the game. I was reading the manual immediately because I needed to ingest I, as much of the thing I would read the manual in the car on the way home, but it wasn't a very long car ride. And as soon as I got home, I was done reading the manual. I was going to play the game. I I barely I don't think I remember ever getting a cartridge like being at the store when it was usually gifts. Yeah, they were yeah. given to me next to my console, mm. so I, I would mm. open the box and immediately rip it right. out and put it in. So there was no time to that's digest. Fair, that's the information. fair, but but that was that was like bedtime. I had a light by my bed, and that was bedtime reading for me when I was ignoring like I'm, I didn't get into that until I got into like, the <laughs> Prima Ocarina of Time guide. Yeah, yeah, because that was the only way to get through that, that game. And that textbook was uh, the one that yeah, I went right, to bed right. Yeah, I don't think I Listen, started reading. I'm dyslexic. For, like, I didn't read in sixty four times. All right, guys, we got one more game on here. The most, the only modern game. On this list, uh, coming in a great time, TMNT Shredder's Revenge released for I'm just going to say all modern systems because it's just about on everything, uh, and the only game here not produced by Konami, instead produced by Tribute Games, who did uh, Mercenary Kings, Wizorb, Flint Hook, a lot of great sort of pixel art based games, and published by Dot Emu, who worked on. The Wonder Boy remake, the Streets of Rage 4, Windjammers 2, all, everything they've touched so far in bringing back an old franchise has been gold. Uh, and despite this being a modern game, is arguably a, a love letter to everything we've talked about mm -hmm. so far, merging the tight beat-em-up mechanics of a lot of these games with a full six-player mayhem. How do you guys feel? about Shredder's Revenge in the light of playing this alongside these sort of classics that were ingrained in our memory, this not having the full advantage of nostalgia that I think some of these other games do. I, I absolutely love Shredder's Revenge. I think it's I, like it's it is a phenomenal spiritual successor to the 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 whole beat 'em up turtles uh turtles franchise. I think 
at the surface level, it's got the look and the feel and and the voiceover to, that captures that nostalgia. <laughs> that's crazy. That was that's mm-hmm. I, I think they that's got, the entire original cast, right? Well, Robert Paulson. They got they got this the original four turtles. Right. Uh, I think everybody else is voice match um, because obviously, okay. obviously they couldn't get. Uh, uh, oh, wow, I'm blanking on his name, but Uncle Phil, who voiced Shredder, yeah, who voiced Shredder. right? He's, right. He's no longer with us. He passed but, uh, away. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think. Wait, I don't remember hearing Corey Feldman in this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, up to six. He was Splinter. Up to uh, six player oh, oh, multiplayer. Right, right, right. Are you kidding me? Like instead yes. of instead of being captive four, you could play with six. That's great. They add in the world map and the collectibles and the challenges. They give it a little bit of replay value by letting you unlock Casey Jones and scaling difficulty levels and then and then the unique move sets for each character. And then you unlock more moves as you level them up. I think it feels like if Turtles in Time were made in the modern era, like post the Scott Pilgrim arcade game and River City Girls and like the modern version of of side scroller beat 'em ups but with turtles like it's it's taking the foundation of side scroller beat 'em ups and bringing them into the modern world it's it's the best one of the bunch for me i love shredder's revenge mhm yeah. i'm going to piggyback on that thought but to, to no not piggyback segue into my own thought with that basically like i think that a lot of what Kyle touched on is is what sold me on the game from pre-release about it but looking at it with the light of of going back and put looking at it in the total franchise and how it compares i think that it it was a little i think that it only works with our nostalgia from turtles in time Mm. i think that the game itself is is i mean the gameplay is great it's solid beat-em-up action and because it does borrow so much from our old games but what they didn't do was really add anything to make that a unique package to me they they had the voiceover cast that's great i was super excited except most of that game is just text without voice <laughs> the first thing you get is a fully text-based cutscene. you get one or two lines from them you get the the title announcement and you don't even get that many callbacks during the actual mm. gameplay i was very let down with the amount of how much we have the original cast they're coming in they're going to record all these lines and then we got most of the game. It was just text on the screen. Yeah, and I'm like, come on, we it, we we can do is, better is, than this. So that's that's an interesting point. I don't think you're wrong, but is there an element of because of where modern gaming is now, knowing that they could technically do more and didn't, is that kind of the issue? Because it's it's still giving us more than these other games, right? And we're not we're not going to punish these other games for not having that. Be- because they couldn't, but that's, I mean, we're still comparing them to each other. So I don't think that they did. I don't think it had anything that the other games didn't. I think that other than just the cast, other than the people who recorded those, those lines, I think it had the same kind of callbacks it had in the other ones. The arcade cabinets actually had more callbacks than the cart than the console versions did too. You didn't think this had like this had tighter gameplay all around, like the range oh, of I definitely moveset, do. I mean, like yeah it came out 30 years it's almost yeah. you know like exactly 30 years after turtles in time the gameplay is the best gameplay out of the whole series because it's had it knows exactly what you're, to ju- you're just talking presentation in this case Got yeah it. Got i'm it. talking as a unique package 
I actually was a little bit annoyed because I don't think that Shredder's Revenge has the replayability that, that any of the other ones do. As, and, it, and it comes from that nostalgia value too, a little bit. Like if someone says, do you want to, Hey, look, this arcade, like this bar we're at has a turtle's cabinet. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get changed right now. We're going to play it. If I'm at somebody's house and they're like, Oh, look, I got the SNES and it has turtles in time. I'm like, I love this thing. Let's, let's fire it up. Let's let's play the first level just for no reason. But like this one, I don't think I have, it has the same powder to draw me back in. Even with Casey Jones being a bonus unlock to make me replay it a second time. Like he only comes out after you finish the game, but I don't really see the point in going back through with him other than just, to, I played one level with him after I unlocked him and I was like, cool. I do not want to keep going. I got all the unlockables. Nothing else happened. It's just a thank you for getting so this. this. There's no sound test There's in the <laughs> options menu. On a game that they, they paid Wu-Tang the to make a custom song. <laughs> the Wu, yeah, like no. They paid two of the Wu-Tang members to make this. Uh, Raycon um, and Ghostface, um, yeah, both both do their song together. Yeah. It's, and it's, a, it's a fucking amazing, it's a great song. And the they go soundtrack the in this game is rad. Soundtrack's yeah. unbelievable. And the, and the credit song has, is done by Master Run. Yeah, Mega Ran. Oh, yes, I yeah. oh, love yeah. Mega Ran. And I'm like, none of this stuff is available to hear unless you go check out the Spotify album. <laughs> Like what? What is going yeah. on? Like where is this? Like why would they pay for this and not so put this, it in the this, game? So that, that's very interesting because I'll 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 peel back the curtain to where my own head is at. I'm probably going to rank this the highest of the of the four. But to your point, it is the only game that left me wanting more from it. Uh, whether it be more characters, I, I where I wish it gave me more than it did, which at some points feels a little selfish because it gives me more than the other games. It's more levels. Yeah. It's yeah. a it's better, a very solid, a better super great game. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. like, Oh no, you want another scoop of ice cream too bad. It's, it's, it's kind of dealing with that, but you're right. Like I, I had a blast when I got it. I loved playing through it, but I did it once yeah. and haven't gone back to it. I still have great fond memories of when I got it and played through it. And I think I, I, I have actually yet to play through it with other people. I just haven't been able to sit down and do it. So I've only soloed it, which might be part of that. But yeah, I've not been driven to go back to the game. Once I beat it, it was like, that was a blast. I loved it. This is a great game. And then not touched it. Uh, Dustin, Eric, I, we haven't heard from you yet. What do you guys feel about this one? I think I agree pretty much with what's been said i liked this game so much uh i had such a fun time with it uh i when 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 you fight wingnut yes i was like oh i had that toy i forgot he was he was i just had i forgot he was he was a thing because i had that toy i didn't know what was it was just one of the many because i just had all these random toys and they all fought each other so i didn't separate them but i was like oh great and it was like and then like you find all those frog guys i'm like who are these guys like there's so much here i was like wow i don't know nearly as much about turtles but i think having played them all in order uh or at least in in this order i i was like i like this a lot I might have liked this more if I hadn't played one of these in 20 years. Uh, but having played Turtles in Time a few days before I played this one, I do think I would rather play Turtles in Time again hmm. than I would play this one again. Interesting. Dustin? Yeah, so I really, really like this one. Um, but yeah, in terms of play, like replayability, I think I'm on the same page that it doesn't have... It's not as replayable somewhat i i have an urge to replay it just because there's so many little 
nostalgia like and like lore reference drips throughout the game that yeah. like you don't even like get them all the first playthrough. Like I was doing the boss battle against Krang and he was like he did that little line where he's like, I'm invincible. And like, I just like that cut stood out. Cause I just beat him in one of the old arcade games. And he had that mm-hmm. same line. So there's just all these, these throwbacks and like just the art style of it is so close to the original eighties turtles. Like that. It, like it draws me in there. Well, um, I remember but- first seeing the trailer. And one of the first things in my mind was this is proof that the original style can work in a modern mm-hmm. presentation. Right, like you, I remember seeing that that the animated trailer and seeing the movie. It's like, yeah, they just did a cartoon based off of the lore and the world of the original in this style. Like, it's still kind of it doesn't feel dated. It's still yeah. all, all Bebop and Rocksteady with their midriffs and you know, mm-hmm. fucking every when every action figure had their tongue sticking out. Like, it all for some reason still feels timeless. Yes, but we can all agree I that loved- this would have been better if Michael Bay had stepped sure, in at some yeah. point, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He, 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 <laughs> <laughs> this can't go unchecked. He needs to put his stamp on it. Um, the thing that you. stood out to me that in my notes is that this is the first game that really deepened the lore for me in that Ninja is a part-time job that they all need side hustles because <laughs> you're at the, like, the, you know, the pier and they're like working like the fry station and all this. So, so they have like like full lives but every once in a but when the turtles show up they're like ah we gotta fight these turtles now (laughs) yeah i love this i i love in the first level you're getting past that that cooking area and when those ninjas kind of slam the foot clan slam down they have the wooden spoons in their hand Uh, yeah and then or like when you're at the zoo you got the guy like eating an ice cream and he's like oh gosh or like the the at the shopping mall they they just finished shopping they drop their bags to fight (laughs) you there's there's so much character in this game i think you know i think pre i think yeah there's it's so funny because on one hand eric i agree with you the presentation leaves a little something to be uh lacking with and compared to the other ones but at the same time it's also like no, there's so much they present. There's so much reward for being a fan, right? So mm-hmm. much. If you, again, like I, most of these, most of these villains I knew not because I remember them, they're one shot in the cartoon, but because I remember them in my giant pile of toys <laughs> and being like, oh my God, yes. Like bring this character back. Let's see more of that. Like it's, it's so good. And we talked about it, but again, the music is so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, even just listening to it earlier today to remind me of some of the tracks again and just like it's across the board again the flying over Manhattan one it, it feels too Sonic Adventure 2 to me I brought that up earlier it, I, I can't unhear it it's basically <laughs> the skateboards uh, level from Sonic Adventure like it's the same thing but otherwise it's, I think it's a fantastic album top <laughs> to bottom Um, this idea that we played it once. We're not going back to it, right? We talked a little bit about the idea that we found ourselves drawn to come back to Turtles in Time, drawn back to, well, maybe just Dustin, drawn to go back to Hyperstone Heist. Um, but what would Shredder's Revenge need to offer to bring you back? What features, what things is missing, or do you feel is missing that would help with the replayability? Kyle, so, it seems like I, you you're like no. I, you can yeah, go back to I can't. So for me, I I feel like all of these games are well, maybe not Hyperstone Heist for me, but all of, all of these <laughs> games are games that I'm I'm not going to go back and play any of them without a group. And if I'm if I'm doing a couch party playing a Turtles game, 
I would go towards this one before any of the others because it's it's more modern because there's there's more to it and I feel and and it feels so much smoother now because it's you know thirty years of game development to benefit from. This would be the one that I would go to. I'm not going to go play Turtles in Time by myself just to to kill the time. That's just me, but uh, I, no. I'm not going. Yeah, this 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 one has more replay value for me. And I'll I'll say to to your point on that, and I I said I'm not trying to think about this with certain games. We uh, in the in episode f- three, no episode uh, four, which will be out by the time uh, this airs, uh, we did Breath of the Wild versus Elden Ring, and one of the things that has come up a lot is accessibility, right? I think a lot of people will find that Elden Ring might be their more favorite game, but I can't invite my mom. To play Elden Ring, I can probably teach my mom to play Breath <laughs> of the Wild. I think there's something similar here where someone who has not grown up with video games, right? There's a level of muscle memory and inherent logic that we all have playing games growing up that we can apply that, like, my wife might not be able to because she didn't grow up playing video games as much as she enjoys mm-hmm. it now. If I had to pick uh, one of these games on here that is, like, an easy to pick up, easy to, like, learn and not feel punished for not being good enough. Shredder's Revenge would be it. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. I was pretty hard on the game, but I will say this. <laughs> For the cost of the game, and we got a chance to play it with a full cast of of players. We got to I think we got to the fine we got 15 out of 16 levels completed in one playthrough. Uh Great. epic experience. It was honestly worth the cost of admission. But that's what I'm saying. Like the other game, like Cowabunga Collection, that one I think that randomly i've smoked a lot it's a saturday night i might pick that up and just start flipping through it i i find myself because i dig that stuff i even liked digging through the in cowabunga collection you can look at the arcade manuals and see the actual wiring electrical diagrams and i i spent an hour reading through those the other night now we all agree again yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. okay if it has to do with a chip or a bit um yeah that's i can't believe i ever considered giving you anything other than donatello People want to make me Mikey so bad, and I'm not really a Mikey, but I I love I would love to be considered a Mikey. Sorry, Eric. Really for both of you, actually. Listen, I know I I I gave up Mikey years ago. I'm a Mona Lisa. Uh... You get out right now. I'll get out. You know that the door is. Um... Well, let's go. Let's go back to the original question. What would what does this game need for more replayability? So I had brought this up while we were playing it. Uh, I really liked the like progression idea that they had. I wish they would have expanded on it more. I wanted more of like an RPG mashed into a beat up, which they kind of started to do, but in the same way that like Borderlands is an RPG. It's like just sticking your toes in like mm-hmm. i wanted in the cannonball in there and give me like unique stats and like tech tree ability like different ability trees that i could go through for my turtles to learn new skill sets and moves that weren't just like generic they all seemed very samey in the sense of like the move set and i think that would really like just make the replayability like skyrocket for me and just having that kind of character mm-hmm. customization in there why the I overworld? Fun. Hmm? Why the overworld? You don't like yeah. it? Why? Just what? What was the point? What does it serve? I 
level select yeah. well, to I be mean, able like, to go back and play a specific yeah. level over again instead of, yeah. instead of having to beat six of them before you get to the one you really want and to it's replay. Electables. It's a really fun, like overly complicated graphical representation of a level select screen. But what does it do? Why do I have to complete a labyrinth to go pick a level? It's <laughs> fair. Yeah, it is. I feel, it like, it didn't provide I feel like it's a callback. It to... gave me hopes. I feel like it's. Yeah, it gave me hopes like Dustin had. I was like, this is Legend of Zelda RPG. I'm going to collect items and I get to use different things. I'm going to need to go to. I got to go back to the city to pick up the, the sewer lids so I can go to the underworld and use them. I think uh, it's a nod to no, other. I think it's a happens. nod to other classic retro games like Super Mario World it is. or something. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, but Super Mario, you could choose different paths. Well, there were there secret is that. paths. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I agree with it's that. A it's a lot like... of great starts to. I. It, it's like, and I think that's again going back to my complaint that this is all nostalgia bake. Like it is just like the overworld is there to go. Oh, oh this is so cool! Like all of it is just that. Ah, yeah. Woo. But then, like, like it over a, a very basic decent package and i'm not yeah. i'm not trying to i sound very critical of this game <laughs> and i'm not trying to be critical because all of these games rank rank fairly like decently no i mean me. this is this is this is the place for that let's let's because we're going to be comparing them to a lot of other games soon so let's mm-hmm. you know it's it's worth diving in i do think that there's something to look they they give you an overworld and they give you collectibles um but the collectibles aren't that hard to find. Yeah. You just destroy everything in your path. We got almost all of them. We on did. Our first yeah. yeah, it's pretty clear what's smashable and what's right. not. So, like, in if, every if, level. if they were harder to find, then I'd have more reason to backtrack. In which case, a, a overworld map maybe helps a little more. In that case, uh, it was also. I mean, that's again. It it was really fun to see the bonus characters because they're not included in the game and playable. They're not bosses. And instead of just having them in the background, they are yeah. they are semi interactable. Like there's something yeah. to do with. Who are those with... elves? I remember there's those the dudes. Towards it. They had the little hot X. rods. They were like yeah, they were, they were cool teenagers from, from Dimension X. Oh okay. Duh, <laughs> Eric. God, because I was like, I don't know these. I don't. They know were the a frogs. MacGuffin. Wing they were frogs. a MacGuffin. The turtles gained in late seasons to be able to travel to uh-huh. other places, just like Shredder <laughs> could. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were also though in like the, the first season, like in an episode of the first season. Yeah, too, I think I there's, think. I think yeah. there's an episode no, where they the like they they come. They're trying they to get show back up home. as like, hey, we're cool, help us get home, but they also cause a lot of trouble in the process. Well, or they're, something. They're, really they remember. get into mischief, yeah, like because they're teenagers, yeah. and in their world, they're fighting like the dreaded man, which is Krang, and so they're all cool on being rebels and stuff. So they yeah. come over here. They're greasers. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're I mean, I'm starting to realize. I don't think I really watched the show all that much. I had a bunch of the toys, and I had a handful of them on VHS, and I think that was my exposure. I'll, I think there's a lot so of I the bought, cartoon I didn't see. I bought the DVD of the first season in college, and then i very excited that it was even out. It's like, oh, my God, I'm going to buy all of them when they come out. I'm going to watch this. And I sat down to watch it, and I'm like, oh, it's not great. No, <laughs> yeah. No, no, every, all the cartoons <laughs> in the 80s are bad. I remember bad. borrowing that They're DVD from you, Noah, and watching it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, binging through eight episodes and going, wow, there are so many right. things that they just were like, fuck it, who cares? We'll sell toys. Yeah. I think the opening joke is establishing the Foot Clan, and there's a news report about it. And, like, ninjas attacked the city today. It's like, how do you know they were ninjas? They turn a rope around, it just says made uh-huh. in Japan. Like, <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> there's a bunch of animation errors with it where like the a turtle's 
like the col- the one identifying feature about each turtle like changes colors <laughs> right, yeah. in the middle of a shot. Yeah, animation. They never switched it to comic yeah. mode. That was on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I would have done that first thing. <laughs> right. On the DVD, I'll... if you go to bonus. No, I'm just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll say I think Shro's Revenge would have benefited from more of everything they already did. Yeah. I would agree I with think, that. Uh, yeah. I think there's yep. a lot of that. I think I, w- I would have loved more characters to unlock to play as. Turtles have such a deep lore of random characters. Like, tap it, tap into the the even you know just wormhead and swaps. mondo gecko same and all moveset that. just asset swaps it doesn't like i would have loved if they did like if they had levels that were like because there was a thing in like uh mario odyssey did this thing where it would like shift between 2d and 3d levels and it would like be like if they did like here's a level but it's in the style of turtles in time for just this level for no reason like just like little things like that would be fun that would too be fun i also think that like Trolls in Time had it. I would have loved a versus mode, a six-player versus mode with those mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> would have been a fucking blast. Uh, they do yeah. have. They do add the arcade mode. So we did story mode, which has the overworld. There's the arcade mode, which does take out the overworld, take out the collectibles, <laughs> and it's just straight continues lives, power mm. through the levels, True. which is the more classic experience. Yeah. I don't want less. I want more. Right. <laughs> like, right. Here, here's a mode. Let me take away things from right. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And but I, it's I got a global that... leaderboard online. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm too old for that shit. I don't want to compare myself <laughs> to teenagers anymore. I would agree. I, I think it could um, use more of the stuff that it had. It could it absolutely I think Eric hit hit the nail on the head. The the VO should have been like they had the cast. They had they were paying them to be there. Record more yeah. of that voiceover. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that, and I think, and I think Dustin's right. There could have been more of the little RPG elements. I think there could have been more of everything that was there with the package that's here, with everything that they have. I still think that this game shines brighter than the rest. Personally, I agree. I, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, did anyone ever play the the Dungeons and Dragons arcade game by Capcom? They made two. Got it's, maybe one on my cabinet. It's, it's actually uh, really fun. It's it's a ton. Of, it's a ton of fun. And one of the things they do well is at between levels, some or there are choices you can make to mm-hmm. like go to the village or let's take the river to the enemy. There are moments that you can like find a hidden cave and takes you to a. There's an alternate end boss in one of them. Like that one gets a little. Uh, gets you know you can discover more within that, and I'm shocked that I've never seen anyone do that again yeah. with a beat 'em up, including like maybe Scott Pilgrim a little bit, but like I think we're at the point now where we are. This game did a great job of moving the beat beat 'em ups to a new level, right? Like I think I think between this and Scott Pilgrim and Streets of Rage four, like we're in a new kind of era of beat 'em ups on the cusp there. It just needs something and adding a little more to the gameplay, a little a little less linearity, which I don't think is a real word, but <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with it, um, could help maybe benefit something like this. Hopefully for uh, Shredder's Revenge 2, if that ever exists. Or, or DLC. Like I agree. Yeah, that's and what DLC I was going to say. Great. Like, like this is they've set up the perfect framework. Like it's a great base game. Uh, it's a great, you know, nostalgic beat em up. 
now's the time i'll pay 20 30 bucks for some good dlc yeah. that gives me those features you know i mean it was a high selling game yeah, yeah it, it, it was they, well. they should have the the funds to do that like they they're a good good publishing company like they can make some more money they could they could reinvent the the beat em up genre like i feel like that's where it's at i've been there for a while now that i want more from the beat em up genre i love the beat em up mm -hmm. genre so but good. it's been so stale like mechanics haven't changed and like what you're saying exactly Noah. the 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 choose your own path kind of progression those kind of mechanics can be working easily like there's so many things these developers could be doing that i wish i just wish they would mm. and you know in the turtles in time like in this like this whole package this whole project i really like i wanted it to be so much more just because i love you know what it was representing and and i wanted more of it yeah on that note guys we're gonna open the floodgates to all four games before we go into our ratings here is there anything that uh, anyone wants to say that hasn't been said yet about anything on the list? Nope. <laughs> I'm checking my my Ninja Turtle notebook <laughs> that I wrote all my notes in. But this is this is what is this is the two, the early aughts yeah, version. Yeah, of the early aughts one. Oh. Yeah, I found this holding out in my I old think doodle. That's the one bin, that. So I was like, this is an I original. Think that's the one that my buddy Michael Center Nicholas voices Leonardo in. <laughs> oh, nice. I was oh, I a big you were fan of your buddy Jason Biggs. No, that's that's <laughs> the a later version. Of yeah, the turtles. <laughs> I did like the 3D uh, Nickelodeon one. That was not the most that recent was, one, but the previous. Yeah, that was the one uh, with Jason Biggs. That was actually and Sean story, Astin. And yeah, yeah, that story was actually like got really good. And I got really yeah, into it. I was a I little disappointed it. when it. Uh, yeah, I um, like uh, Revenge of the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or whatever it's called. The new the, one? The new one, which is very Teen Titans Go-esque. Is it um, good? I've not seen it yet. I've only seen clips. Uh, usually I'm like, oh, pearls are on? Let's see this. Same animation show. studio I've watched as a Lego things. Monkey Kid. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Um, they can't give you funny. work? They can't give you the job? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's a, very, it's a very original take on the turtles. It's very fresh. It's not the standard, like, Here's here's the origin story with the brood. Like you right, have the, right. the tropes, but it's very overplayed with the character, and they do a lot more. They really ham it up with the Splinter character, which is which I think is really great. They lean into him being the dad to a bunch of teenagers, mm -hmm. and really like go overboard with that. I should and, check uh, it out. I've heard good things. I just haven't um, seen it and watch it yet. Yeah, Ben Schwartz is Leonardo in that one. Oh, of course he is. <laughs> so you could imagine that, yeah. Naturally, yeah. yeah. All right, guys, so we're going to go ahead and jump on into our ratings and rankings here uh, for anyone who's joining us for the first time. This is how it works. We have the list, apparently, 17 games that are set in their place. Uh, the list is still small enough that I feel comfortable reading it bottom to top. Uh, eventually, this will be so unman unmanageable <laughs> that uh, we'll have to figure out another solution. But in the meantime, we're going to start from the bottom and then make our way there. In the 17th place, it is E.T. for the Atari 2600. 16th place, Knights into Dreams for Sega Saturn. Uh, 15 is Aladdin for Super Nintendo. 14 is Sonic for Sega. 13 is Aladdin for Sega. 12 is Duck Hunt for the NES. 11, 10, and 9 are all Crazy Taxi, Dreamcast, Mobile, and Arcade in that order. Number 8 is God of War for PS2. Number 7 is GoldenEye for the N64. Number 6 is Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time for the N64. Number 5 is Castlevania Symphony of the Night for the PS1. Number 4 is WarioWare Microgames Inc. for the GameCube. Number 3, 
Elden Ring for the PS5, Xbox Series X, and Steam. Number two is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for the Nintendo Switch. And number one since the beginning of this podcast, yet to be unseated, is Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo. Here's how this is going to work now. Uh, myself and our panelists here get to give each game we've talked about today a number between zero and ten that we can only use once in perpetuity meaning if they give tmnt the arcade game a nine that is the only nine they can give in this episode in future episodes hell i will retcon it in past episodes if that was the possible case they can only use it once they can use as many decimals as they want to get there uh because eventually there are more games than the number 10 uh once we've given this rating, we will see where they land on the list. We will have one chance to change our score for one game once. I said one a lot of times. I'm going to repeat myself. We have one chance after they are on the list and after we've given our initial rankings to change our score for one game only. Per after episode. that, it is locked in place okay. per episode. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. Per episode. So, for instance, if you if you have two that you want to see move to a different spot on the list, you can only change your score for one okay. of them. It means you're sacrificing where the other one right. lands. So, with all this information here, let's start. I have one quick question. How Ooh, many times yes, am please. I allowed to change Kyle's score per, <laughs> per episode? Um, if I want Kyle's score to change. I would I would say normally zero, but because it's Kyle, at least five. Oh, awesome, uh, awesome. <laughs> so let's start with TMNT, the arcade game. Uh, Kyle, I'm going to start with you. Sure. On this one. Uh, based. What are you giving it? So based on where everything else is on the the current rankings, I think TMNT, the arcade game, belongs at a six point five. Which will put it Six right below point. God of War and right above Crazy Taxi. Now, because I know that we're going to average these out, so can I throw out a number that already exists if I know it's going to get averaged out? You're allowed to give whatever I have number my own you personal, want. I have my own personal You're, infinite set. Yeah, you have, you, yeah you, I, I, so for the most part, it's like we are fighting for where this thing lands on the list. Right. So you do technically have your own personal ranking, um, but the way I see it, your own personal ranking means absolute dog shit in the scheme of things. I could not give a fuck about where you think the game belongs. It's about where it ends up landing yeah. on this list. So that is what we're fighting for is where we think it belongs there. All right. So Kyle, you got this in at a six. That's what I got. Love it. Um, Eric R. Where are you put in team NT, the arcade game? 7.5. Ooh. 7.5. Why 7.5? Because I, when I was playing it, I was like, oh, this is way more complex than I expected it to be. Uh, the way, you know, I didn't expect it to have the surfing. I didn't expect there's the, the scene where you're at the pier and then you start going down instead of left and right. You're like, whoa, I didn't expect, you know, it's little <laughs> things. I was like, oh, but this is from, I, I remember playing this. Like, I didn't think it was this complicated. Love that. Love that. All right. Uh, Eric S. I'm going with a 6.0. 6.0. 6. 
Oh, why 6.0? I mean, it's the it's it's the original. It's the classic. Um, it's it's great. It, it is not 6.0 is not a bad ranking to me. I mean, this is in the scheme of everything ever. So I feel like that's pretty solid right there. Like this this would be up there with them. Interesting. Okay. You, if we compare this to the list we have here, you you think it is interesting enough better than Crazy Taxi for Dreamcast, but worse than Crazy Taxi for mobile. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. No, I very I did that very specific. I was like, I I I spent a lot of time navigating the Crazy Taxis, going, is one like, do I rank? Do I do I go above and below and keep those links to lumped together? And I'm like, no, you know what. I will. I will just. I will just go in there and say that one system is better than the other. You are an no. agent chaos, sir. I love it, uh, Dustin. What do you got for the arcade game? I got a seven point one one one. Wow. Seven point one one one. Wow. Sure. Why? Why so, so specific, sir? Um, it's just it's the grandfather of you know the modern beat 'em up. Uh, it's obviously it's carried its you know its legacy on through. It's a pretty dang good game, and then I think it still holds up. So it deserves a pretty good number. Great. Um, this, is, this is awesome. Love it. I am going to disappoint all of you uh, and give this game a 5.3. Why? Um, I, will, I will explain my reasoning, because when I'm looking at this greater list uh-huh. here, it is a fun game. I enjoy it. It's a fun game. But kind of thinking Back to it, I don't know if I enjoy this particular Ninja Turtle game more than, say, Duck Hunt playing Crazy Taxi. Um, It is a good game, and I'll be honest, Aladdin for Genesis is a pile of dog shit I got outvoted on. Uh, And so it definitely (laughs) deserves to be above that. Um, But I don't, yeah, I'm not sure it's as good of a game this is I'm not sure that if we're comparing to all games of all time, it necessarily beats the upper half of this list for mm-hmm. me. Um, but that's my opinion. Uh, let's move on to Turtles in Time. Eric R., I'm going to start with you. Eight. Eight. It's Ooh. such a good, fun game that flows so well. And it has uh, all, like, it's just, it's the same, it's the arcade game, but it's like, what if we had, you know, a couple of years, you know, more memory, more power, and we just made something that's like that, but better. That's great. I love it. That was perfect. Concise. Eric S. All right. So, Turtles in Time, SNES. I really, I really weighed this one in there, but I think that if you, you know, the SNES came bundled with Super Mario World, and that is one of the super solid game. Like, introduces you to the system. Definitely, you know, one of those required gameplays. But when I when I thought about it, which is the the cartridge that's that's fused into the machine that I can never <laughs> remove, and I'm gonna go with Turtles in Time is is the is the more important cartridge to me. And I'm gonna give it an eight point five seven six to try and out. Five, it. Seven, to try six. and dethrone Super wow. Mario World. I think it I think that this is the better all all in all package than Super Mario World for wow. this. So better than Super Mario World, better than Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, better than Elden Ring, some of these heavy hitters of the modern era. You're saying this this Turtles We're and Time deserves about, to be yeah. this at is the this, very top. I feel like this is a required play 
if you're if you're going to introduce someone uh, to the concept of video games, this is a required play. That's a real wrath move from Donatello <laughs> there. All right, uh, Dustin, what you got? So I've got Turtles in Time SNES at a eight point five one two. Eight point five one two. Okay, why that? You can't. You cannot disrespect the Turtles in Time <laughs> SNES in, in port. <laughs> It is just one of the best games ever created. I will never tell you no. I will not want to play the Turtles SNES game. I you say let's play it. I'm down. Eight point five. Let's go. Love it. Love it, Kyle. Uh, wow, this is so interesting. Hearing like my, I feel like our opinions on the games here are very similar, but our our number scales are very different. Uh, well, yeah. the fun, sir. See, for me. Now and I I have I have a number in my back pocket for the arcade version of Turtles in Time as well. Uh and because of that I have a very specific number for the SNES version of Turtles in Time. And it's a 7.389. 7. 7.389. Yes, because I think it's 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 not as good as Zelda Ocarina of Time for me. And uh, and the, the arcade version of Turtles in Time is just a notch better for me. All right. Oh, I love that. Okay. Um, I can pop back to my own notes here. Um, this may be a theme that's going on. Still loved it. Uh, that's, is that right? Is that what I gave that? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm disagreeing with my own notes. Fuck this. Oh, this is point harder. five. That seems <laughs> low. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, Second I got to give it. Said. Yeah. This is, oh, fuck me. All right. I got to give this a seven point. Three. Nine. Nine. Wow. Uh. This was hard for me, actually, because I do love this game so much. Um, I do not think it's better than uh, the top five, as great as it is. And, you know, the, the hard part is I think it might be better than Super Mario World, but there's too many other games in the top five that I don't think it's better than. And I have to have to weigh that decision and, and live with myself. <laughs> um, I think initially I was thinking, do I like this game more than God of War? Uh, and I was telling myself before we got on this, no, I don't. Uh, and it's okay. Sometimes I lie to myself. That, that <laughs> ha happens. I, I feel that way about how I look in the mirror, and I feel that way about this list. So it's fine that I disagreed and changed the mod spot. But, yeah, 7.399 uh, puts in what I think makes sense for me. Um, but, you know, best laid plans and all that. Hyperstone Heist. Right, Hyperstone Heist. Eric S., we're going to start with you. All right, this is my low B. I got a 4.0 for Hyperstone four. Heist. A solid four. I a think solid four. You thought it was that much worse. I did. I mean, in, in the long scheme of everything <laughs> else in the world, if you're going to play a Turtles game, this is not the one that I would say, you gotta, you gotta do it. If you can only play one Turtles game, go to Hyperstone Heist. I think that compared to the, the arcade... The Turtles in Time, Shredder's Revenge, and then Hyperstone Heist. I think, unfortunately, due to development hell that I've invented <laughs> in my own head, Kanan, um, th this game just, it's just not there. 
It is a. It, it seems solid. I think that you know what, and I think a lot of this comes from me being a Nintendo diehard um, growing up and never owning a Genesis. I only had one uncle that had Genesis, and he was more into the sports games. So I'd go over just to listen to the Madden theme. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that if you were Genesis, this was your only chance at playing Turtles. If you if you were the, the poor kid, the, not poor kid, but if you wow. were the the, un, the unfortunate kid <laughs> that got the Genesis. Yeah, I was the I was the poor kid that didn't have <laughs> machines, but somehow I even got these machines. So I was like, I just, but we'll try not to cancel you. Don't worry. The um, four. I think this is a four. A solid four. <laughs> Dustin, why is Eric wrong? Uh, he is wrong because this is a seven point three three three. Obviously, Ooh. it is a good <laughs> game. The graphics on this are amazing. The graphics on this Sega game are better than the arcade game, which is ridiculous to even think about on a home console having better graphics than an arcade system. That in itself gives it a seven. And I feel like the game design and like the mechanics, touch ups, and just like the more aggressive enemy, it just it gives it a little bit of a boost over a four for sure. Is it Turtles in Time? No. But it's, I would say it's a four. <laughs> all time. Right. I'm just saying this is yep. all time. <laughs> Kyle. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm going to disagree with Dustin. We already know that that's coming. <laughs> uh, although, surprisingly, I have a higher number in mind than Eric does. Because uh, I think that Hyperstone Heist deserves a 4.6. It's 4.6. It's okay. It's not great. <laughs> glowing, glowing yep. review from yep. Kyle McCarley. <laughs> uh, Eric, last one. What do you got? Ooh, uh, I'm going 5.5. 5. Uh, I, I thought I was I was really lowballing it, but I'm like I was like, oh, I'm on the top of this. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's good. I think if if I were more of a beat 'em up fan, I would get some of the things that Dustin's saying. Like that, but as a as a as a layman to the genre, I'm like, this one's harder. <laughs> <laughs> I like no, I liked I liked everything. Dustin, I agree with what Dustin liked about this game, and it, it was faster. I like I the music. I didn't like the music as much. I'm going back to my opinions on this stuff. <laughs> let me talk more. Uh, <laughs> No, no, it's it's. I mean, I'll, I'll say it's it's so it's it's so tough with the Sega because I just don't think the Sega sound chip was as powerful. It was no, or, and that was voiceover sounded like or the color palette for that metal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it really came down to which. To me, it came down to which console played Pizza Power better, and it was the SNES. <laughs> yeah, so. going from Turtles it in all, Time with all like the the you know like a little bit of music and some like like gurgly voiceover. Oh, no you know and then this there's no voiceover at all and you're like well that's a disappointment yeah, <laughs> fair enough um i i gave this one uh i have 5.8 wow. for me uh you know my my two things here if five is even right if five is i feel neutral about it i can say that outside of tatsu being an absolute asshat who i never <laughs> want to see again in anything uh that this is still above that neutral line right this is this is this okay. is lawful fun i think as opposed to true <laughs> okay. neutral um i'll also say that again I, i'm looking at the larger list here puts it above duck hunt below crazy taxi crazy taxi is i, I enjoy crazy taxi a lot and i think that, that that is like at, that has that one more run kind of vibe that like i'm probably never going to go back to hyperstone heist unless someone else invites me to do it 
it's not going to be on my like, you know what I'm feeling today? I'm tired and I, I've had five seltzers. Let me play Hyperstone Heist. That's nope. just not going to happen. Um, if I had a real right. Genesis, I want I want an actual Genesis controller to play it. I think that's the other thing that I'm missing in this whole experiment is the individualized controller schemes. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And then how that is, uh, does, I will say, sometimes we would put ourselves in that mindset, right? Because sometimes how it is presented both physically as well. Mm -hmm. That's what happened with Crazy Taxi. Uh, we had to talk about what's more, what's more fun, paying 60 bucks to play it in our home, paying $2 to have it on the go wherever the hell we want or paying a dollar a play to sit in the car with the wind blowing and the steering wheel and they'll have the full immersive experience. It could be the exact same game, but how we play it in the platform mm -hmm. we play it on can make a difference mm -hmm. in the, whether we enjoy it or not. So it's all, it's all worth taking into consideration. Um, the one place where that probably doesn't make a difference is Shredder's Revenge as it is on for mobile platforms. And it is in modern days, the same game on different platforms is actually the mm -hmm. same game. So, Dustin, we're going to start with you. Shredder's Revenge, what do you got? So, I really enjoyed Shredder's Revenge. Um, I think it's a really good design game. Um, and maybe it's a nostalgia talking, but I gave it an 8.520. 8.520. Love that. Way up there. Shoots up to the top. Kyle. I, I'm curious, Dustin, where does that compare to what you gave Turtles in Time? Uh, it is above just Turtle above, just, just above. above. Okay, yeah. just above. Yep. I love that. Eight point five one two. This is eight point five two zero. I know. I I absolutely agree with that. Just on a slightly different number scale, because I put <laughs> Shredder's Revenge at seven point three nine five, just above Turtles <laughs> in Time, just under Ocarina of Time. Great, love it. All right, Eric R. I'm going to give Shredder's Revenge a 6.5 because I liked it quite a bit. I liked it quite a bit, but it is a game that exists as a nostalgia for other games. I think if this if these other games hadn't been invented, if no one had never played Turtles in Time and you just played Shredder's Revenge, you would have a good time. But I think they're trading on the you you like the old games and you also like the old cartoons, specifically the '80s cartoons. I think it's a it's a great game, but I don't think it's going to stand the test of time the way some of the other things on the list will. Do do you do you think if you swapped out these sprites with original IP, same gameplay, same level design, everything, it would you be it out. an indie darling. People would be like, oh, have you tried uh, Turtle Smashers? <laughs> oh, it's great. It's like uh, it's mm -hmm. like I'm not a beat 'em up guy though. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Eric S, you were the hardest on this earlier, but now I think uh, I know Eric has you beat. <laughs> so this was so out of all the scores, this is actually my second highest, right under turtles in time um and i actually also gave this a 6.5 wow 6 um, and i think that in the, the grand scheme of games obviously turtles in time is is a package for me like that's a unique package and it's really kind of how i base this on a lot of these games too like i want the full game package i want to know everything about it i want what what did they sell me is it worth the cost of admission and i think for shredder's revenge yeah 6.5 super solid gameplay great game i don't really don't have that many complaints other than i wanted a lot more which i don't know if it's just me being greedy but now they're getting docked <laughs> for it 
Look, if they leave you wanting more, that is still that is still something, right? The comedian that leaves you wanting more versus the one that doesn't means you don't they don't sell enough right. tickets. So Shredder, I, you know, I mean, I don't pre-order games as a rule, but I'm I'm right there on release date for Shredder's Revenge too. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I this is a very interesting spread, but I think of everyone, I think I match probably Dustin the most on this one. I gave it an eight point five. Uh, for me. This really is, it was very hard to figure out where to place this. Because um, I just think, I just think it's such a good package together. It really is. Like, it did everything right. Uh, and if its only fault is that I want more from it, then that's a pretty great game. The game that, the game that basically feels like, I don't want it anymore. I'm done. Uh, that's, you know, maybe... 30% of Elden Ring at that point because uh, I didn't realize how fucking long it is and I had to <laughs> jump off of it. I didn't need more. This is a game I want more from and it's not giving it to me. It's it's a bit of a tease. It's a naughty minx, but I got to give it credit that it's uh, it's one hell of a game to play. So we've locked everything in here, guys. Let's pop over, starting with at the number 16 spot, Sandwiched between Aladdin for the Sega Genesis at 17 and Duck Hunt for the NES at 15, it is TMNT Hyperstone Heist with an average of 5.4466. Making our way up to the number 11 spot above all three crazy taxis, but below God of War, it is TMNT the arcade game with a 6.4822. Making way up to a, ooh, number, yeah, number six spot. I did not expect this. Above Castlevania Symphony of the Night, below WarioWare Micro Games Inc., it is Shredder's Revenge, the 7.483, meaning our top for today, but not top of the list, at least not yet, in the number four spot below Elden Ring, but above WarioWare Micro Games Inc., it is... TMNT Turtles in Time for the Super Nintendo 7.9752. Guys, looking at this list in whole, as I mentioned, you have one chance to change any one of your scores once. Man. To adjust the placement of where you think in this overall list that these games belong. You can be spiteful and, ch and if someone changes the score, you can counteract that with your own or you can use it on something else instead. You only get one shot. How no. do you guys feel? I love where Hyperstone Heist and original TMNT Arcade are sitting on this list. Shredder's Revenge and Turtles in Time, I think, are a little inflated, both of them. But Inflated? Yeah, because okay. I feel like, I think Ocarina of Time is a superior game to both of those, but it's all the way down at number eight. I'll be honest. I did not re. I did not enjoy my replay of Ocarina of Time. Really? Well, it's maybe I haven't played good. it in too long. Maybe that's yeah. the issue. Like, like, maybe it that's is the not, issue. It does not hold up to time in the same way. I, I had a lot of people disagree with me. Maybe that's I'm, the issue. I'm getting a lot of hate online, but <laughs> that is that is my general feeling of it. I feel like but that's all me. Of the, that's me. All of the games that like those first open world 3D games of like that era, they don't hold up because they didn't know how to control games yet. Mm -hmm. yeah oh my yeah the, the, the idea that you have to like hit the z button to turn have the camera all right we're not we're not talking about that we already did an entire right. fucking episode yeah. and got angry <laughs> <laughs> i i i know that i'm just constantly shitting on this game today but i feel like 
is it is it is it a is it blasphemy to put Hyperstone above Sonic on the Genesis? Like I'm like that's the game. Like that's yeah. a, it probably is yeah. better than Sonic. It probably is better than that's, Sonic though. Honestly, that's so, that's why like, I had Hyperstone Heist lower <laughs> in my rating. But <laughs> well. I don't know. I think Sonic should be ahead of Aladdin, but that's just me. So, you know, we, yeah, we can't you know, always get what we, we can't, want. Yeah, we can't honestly, change the order both, of previous it's games. It's both ahead list. and behind Aladdin. <laughs> that's true, it is. Uh, uh, I don't know. I actually, I'm, I'm very t- satisfied where we're, we yeah, kind of balanced I, out these these numbers, actually. I don't want to put anything else down. I think I'm, I'm good I on mean, my numbers. I do think Shredder's Revenge is a better game than Turtles in Time. Am I gonna knock Turtles in Time down because of that? No. <laughs> no. No. But you don't have you don't have verses and you don't have challenge mode. I'm Eric R, I, I saw a little bit of a, a regretful look on your face. What are you feeling? I mean, I don't I don't love that that <laughs> Sonic is so low, but I can't change Sonic. I can't you help can't Sonic. Sonic. I can't I can't help that. I can't make people I for, I don't care for crazy, uh, crazy taxi. Never have, and but you know I can't. There, there are a lot of things I can't change. But where well, the turtles are right now, <laughs> I'm happy with. Well, what yeah, if I told you kind of the you could? <gasps> Wait, what? Wrench in the works, guys. What? This is a list that represents all of humankind, and we've only had four people, myself included, have a say as first time guests. Something feels something inside of me tells me that your opinions need to be heard. Can we influence as a little bit of as a little We're bit of a wrinkle next to one of these titles that you guys, <laughs> if you want, can add a score to a pre-existing game Ooh. once. And I'll use this word again in perpetuity. Oh, so only once come ever. Back, only once ever. So. You How can... much do you love Sonic the Hedgehog? Eric? Wait, so we <laughs> so only much. once only once out of all of our guest appearances Ever. on the show can we influence it now or else? save it for for the the five timers club? Right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm gonna save mine because something's gonna piss me off. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't burn that. Right now, I, I don't no? know that I've ever actually played the original <laughs> Sonic. I had Sonic Two, so I don't know. Maybe Sonic One <laughs> deserves to oh. be there. There was no, a lot of talk here about Sonic, <laughs> and all of a sudden, nobody wants to do it. Yeah, I know you gave it. you gave us the opportunity. I, oh, you know, well, I, everybody I, wants a Porsche until the keys of the Porsche <laughs> fall into I, your lap. I all based right. a lot around my opinion of Ocarina of Time, but now I'm being told that that's nostalgia speaking. So I need to go replay it before I before I move it. I was always more of a Majora's Mask kind of person. <laughs> what do you think, guys? I'm gonna the use. I'm, gonna, I'm burning it. I'm burning mine. Love it. Let's go. What but you not got? where you. But not where anybody expected it. All right. And I want to add a eight point two five to Goldeneye. To Goldeneye. Wow. That's, good. That's a good call. I don't hate that. I don't. I, don't okay. hate that. I actually oh. like that a lot. I do. Oh, no. <laughs> Can I? I mean. I'm going to hit enter. 8.25 the golden eye. I burned it. I mean, I burned it. That's what. I mean, I don't. Look, I'm I'm just a measly host here. Um, that moves it above Shredder's Revenge. 
It's up to six. It, it just jumped a lot. I wasn't expecting <laughs> to move that much. It's awesome. So let's go ahead. I want to give that and puts this, it above Symphony of the Night. I'm so angry. Okay. This, I mean, this doesn't affect any of our turtle stuff. But can I give a nine point five to Breath of the Wild? Because wow. I, I, that game. Wow. You, 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 you're regretting it's already <laughs> no, opening this this bomb drop on us, Noah. <laughs> no, I'm loving this. That, that game oh, oh, is God. so. It, like it is open world perfected. It is the perfect <laughs> open world game. So Eric, you're giving a 9.5 to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Good I think it's night. better than Super Mario World. I'm still banking mine. I'm not I'm not burning it. Boom. I know yeah, I'll be I'm back on the show at some point and I'll want well. I'll want to move something else. <laughs> yep. Yes. We have a new number one. We have a new number one. Guys, so you guys Dustin, Kylie, you guys are saving yours for another yep. a, a future date. Yep. Yep. Keep I it in rest. My pocket. Then we lock this thing in stone. The door is closed, left until the next time we do a podcast. And we are looking at our top five right now. Number fifth spot, WarioWare, Microgames, Inc. for the GameCube. Number four, TMNT, Turtles in Time for the Super Nintendo. Number three, Elden Ring. Number two, Super Mario World for the SNES. Unseated dethroned from its high horse and in the number one spot with a Hail Mary call from out of nowhere, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild for the Switch. How do you guys feel about this list? Happy. I feel like I need to play some more video games, honestly. (laughs) It's all... (laughs) We are looking to represent mankind. I think we have done them proud. Damn Will Goldeneye Remastered be a different title, or is that naturally? Ah, yeah. <laughs> think of it. Think of it this way: I plan on doing an episode that is every variation of Street Fighter Two oh, uh, for every console, every system, because Hyper they are all Turbo, up until, up, <laughs> Turbo Sega, Sega, yeah. Sega version, Super Nintendo versions, arcade version, Game Boy version. Like There's so many. Every game, if it was if it was made on different hardware, if it was made differently, it deserves to be. It's the, look at me fucking crazy taxis have gotten here like it deserves to it's be crazy its how entry. many crazy taxis you it's know. It, 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 it if is. only there's a better word for it um <laughs> i mean yeah like that's that's just the nature of this we'll probably do the legend of zelda ocarina of time 3ds version at some point as its own entry that's just the rule of the game uh so we'll go ahead we'll lock this in what a wild ride guys before we go let's go around the horn tell us about Born and Barrel, give us your plugs. Let's this this is advertising time for you guys. Let's jump into it. Well, you can catch all of us on the Board and Barrel every Sunday night, or most of us anyway, every Sunday night, <laughs> or most Sunday nights anyway, on twitch.tv slash BNB tabletop at 5 p.m. Pacific time. We play board games. And we have a rotating get cast of guest voice actors and game designers and board game content creators, whoever we get that's in the L.A. area to come play board games with us. <laughs> we keep things very interactive. You guys can influence house rules that help or hinder us throughout the course of the game. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. So please join us there. Yeah, it's it's an absolute blast, guys. I definitely encourage you to check them out, especially live, interact with them. It's a hoot. Uh, give you guys socials real fast if people want to follow you. 
Sure. They can always check me out. I'm mostly Eric on all the social media platforms. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Designer Dustin. I am at Kyle McCarley on most platforms, social media platforms, at least the ones that matter. And we are all BNB tabletop all over the place. Uh, you can find me. I'm the Eric TV on everything. <laughs> and I just want to show off for the video watchers. This is an original watercolor that uh, my aunt and I created back in 1990. I found wow. this in my grandma's storage and Gorgeous. I framed it. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she drew it and I painted it. So, like wow. you, you, and you in went the with lines the and everything. Yeah, and you went with the comic, uh, different greens, which is nice. Yeah, you did. I, I don't know. I was like, this is just a little kid's artwork, but there's something like weirdly like kind of cool about it with the those sweeping greens. And yeah, everything. I was no, like, it looks fantastic. I was like, this is something fun to put on the wall. I love the purple cloud around Donnie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's just all purple. <laughs> right, that, it's from the machines, I think. <laughs> Woo! All right, anyone else hearts racing? Anyone else feel on the edge of your seat from that? Because I'll be honest, I did. I did not see that coming. Let's break that down a little quick. I feel like when we filmed it, I had a lot of it kind of go, a lot of it was just happened at once and I didn't have time to register. First off, GoldenEye shot way up there. Now, if you remember from the episode we talked about GoldenEye, uh, I may not be too happy about that, but Woe is me too bad because my opinion is that of the list and the list is right. And the list says that GoldenEye is better than Symphony... <laughs> the list says that GoldenEye is better than... If the list says GoldenEye is better than Symphony of the Night... <laughs> Fuck. Then so be it. Then so be it. I think the bigger shock... Did not see this coming after four episodes of being on top. Super Mario World was beat, was bested, was, was beset upon by Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Crazy. A little bit of a wrinkle in how we do things with a special guest, but uh, if it adds drama, I gotta say, I'm here for it. I'm digging it. So I feel pretty good about that, guys. Uh, if you want to go ahead and discuss this and, and let me know your thoughts, there's so many ways you can reach out to me. The best one would be through any social platform there. I am on Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all as at Boss Monster Kaiju. I am on Twitter and Hive at at Boss Monster Kaiju. That's an A, not an E-R. Um all sorts of ways you can reach out to me. I'm throwing and trying to throw different content on all those places as well. So if you want to know more about what's happening with this podcast, with the YouTube channel, with my Twitch streams, I try to keep it all in one place for you there. We also, as I've mentioned in the past, typically we do a uh, question at the end of every episode uh, that I want to hear from you guys about. And this Month is no different. So first up, before we do this month, let's go into last month's question. I did ask, does accessibility to a wider and less hardcore audience make a game better or worse? Right? Elden Ring, so much harder than Breath of the Wild. You have to ask, does it make it better or worse? Um, not a lot of responses. Obviously, we're still a small podcast. We're still growing. But we did get one, and I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, 
from the Lear Seven on YouTube who uh, commented on the video. Better every time. There is absolutely no excuse to not have more accessible or easier game modes when it doesn't impact those who want a more hardcore experience whatsoever. And and honestly, that's actually a really good point because it's not about making a game easier for the people who aren't good at it, but it's adding easier options, right? So you it's it's about making the game more accessible across the board. And I think that I think that's a really good way to put it because I think when we think about easier harder, we're often thinking of either or. But look at uh, Breath of the Wild having the DLC of the master of the master trials, and I think there was like an extreme mode. I think it was called like master mode as well. I maybe I'm wrong, but the fact that you could play it at a harder difficulty uh, for those who really wanted it, it's great. And honestly, I would love if Elden Ring kind of had the same. Uh, to I probably feel a little differently about it to make it you know. Still the same gameplay, but a little bit easier for those who are new to it to make the game more accessible. And I recognize that maybe it goes against the Souls-like genre, but I mean, I think I think there's something there. And so uh, the Lear 7, thank you. I think that was an absolutely great response to, this, to that question. Uh, let's go into this month's question, though. We're talking about TMNT, talking about the gameplay of these beat-em-ups. And beat-em-ups, just in general, always been a fan. So much fun. I want to hear from you guys this question for this month. Would the Turtles games be as good if they didn't have the TMNT IP? Right? We alluded to that a little bit. I thought Eric had a really good uh, thought on that, being that it would be an indie darling Turtle Smash. I thought it was a, a great response there. Um, so I want to hear from you guys. Would the Turtles games be equally as good without the Turtles IP, if you reskinned it to being something original. Let me know, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to let me know in the comments below shortly after you like this video and subscribe to the channel. That always helps me out. If you're listening on the audio podcast version, please let me know in a review on your favorite podcast app. Uh, that goes, not only will allow you to communicate with me there, but that goes a long way in upping this through the ranks of the algorithm, getting this into more people's ears, and hopefully being able to expand, bring on more fun guests, bring back current guests. Uh, it would go a long way. So please leave a review. Tell us what you think about the podcast, along with the answer to the question below. Uh, feel free to follow the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, however you ingest this. Do what you can to support to bring this forward. And that is it for this month's episode of the best game of all time. Next month, next month, we got more special guests. Uh, I've jokingly been referring to this as the Oops All Voice Actors episode because we have three amazing, super talented voice actors who you have heard in so many various things. Uh, the one, the only, Kelly Baskin, the amazingly talented Brent Mukai, and my, I, she is my sister. There, there, no DNA or blood will convince me otherwise. Uh, one of my favorite human beings on the planet, Heather Gonzalez. Three amazing voice actors you can hear in 
all over. Uh, Disgaea, uh, Ratchet and Clank, Monster Hunter. Like the, the credits go on. So much talent in just these three guests. As I bring them on the podcast and we discuss two absolute classics. The original Legend of Zelda and The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Big, big things coming, guys. It's going to be a great episode. Please be sure, first Monday of every month, we drop these episodes. Tune in then. And until next time, stay cool, stay hip, stay heavy. The Best Game of All Time is an independent production hosted, produced, and edited by Noah Waterman. Theme music by Peter Rowland. If you want to learn more, go visit www.thekaijulounge.com.